call it on that day When I finally have my say The world will hear me Cause I'm gonna shout it I'm gonna tell my mother I'm gonna tell my brother I'm gonna tell all you motherfuckers That the podcast is live Episode 24 Hooray! We fucking did it Love this show Having such a good time doing it And uh, how you guys like my new icon here My new Cult of Dusty avatar here I uh, paid the guy who made it for me to crop out Vadim and Tim. This was the uh, symbol that the guy made for our t-shirts for the Gotcha Boys. But since that didn't work out very well, I paid him $20 and he cut me out of it. And I really love this fucking icon. Guess you guys can see it over here. But uh represents me so fucking well. I just love the soy boy insult. I think it's hilarious. Because really it's too absurd to take seriously. Who the fuck could take this seriously, right? I mean, it's more of an insult to the person giving it, to the person receiving it because like uh those you don't know soy boy was a an insult created by paul joseph watson in order to belittle other men for not being manly enough paul joseph watson is belittling people for not being manly enough one of the most feminine dudes i've ever seen like he could switch over to trans so easily but you know that's all part of the anti-shadabia conservative movement they want to make people feel like they're you know, lesser of men, all toxic masculinity. You know, you're not as much of a man because you don't eat meat and you're a liberal. You're a soy boy. Look how weak you are. But like, yep, I'm a soy boy. Pour that shit all over my body. I inject it right into my nutsack every night. That's what I do. So love that new guy, Con. Appreciate the guy who made it for me. And I have a great show for you fucking tonight, guys. Long show. Going to talk about all kinds of shit. Going to talk about the Ben Shapiro meltdown. Where he fucking uh, exited the interview early because he's too much of a pussy to take tough questions. And we're gonna t- also going to talk about the rationality rules, uh, atheist experience, controversy. I've never had this happen before, but I've had several high-profile people in the skeptic community message me and ask me not to cover this story. Like, what the fuck, dude? Apparently, there's a lot of people out there that don't want rationality rules to take insults for what he did or to take the slings and arrows of his mistakes and... Uh, no, everybody has to take ownership of what they've done, right? Personal responsibility and all that good stuff. And, you know, I don't have anything against him, but he fucked up and he's got on that shit. And I'm going to cover it. I don't know why people don't want to cover it. I, I had people say, oh, his career is going to be ruined. You got to be very careful. Like, maybe you shouldn't talk about this. Mm, no, nah, dude. No, nah, we're going to talk about it. So anyway, awesome show. All planned out. Let me see. I'm doing all the fucking editing at the same time. So boom, there we go. As always, if you want to support the show, uh, Patreon's a great way to do that. Patreon.com, for slash Kydcast. As you can see, we're up to $320 a month. Hooray! We're rich! Fuck yeah! But uh, as I continuously say every week, I don't make very much money off this show. I've actually lost money on my channel because uh, I've lost several hundred dollars per video because people don't want to support the Kydcast. They want to support my regular videos. And so uh, if you guys want to see me continue to do this... Please support it, because if you support it, I'll keep doing it, and if you don't support it, I won't do it anymore. I'll quit. So, uh, Patreon.com, which is Codcast, a great fucking way to support the show. And also, Super Chats! Super Chats, don't have any Super Chats yet, but this is where the Super Chats appear. And also, underneath my video right here, underneath the, my beautiful face, your Super Chat will also appear, and will be living infamy forever inside my video. So, if you want to support the show, Super Chats are definitely the best way to do it, and most of the money goes to the Humanist Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary, where we go to the local shelters, and we rescue dogs that are about to be put down, and cats that are about to be put down, and give them good forever homes. So, it goes for a good cause. So, please support the show. Lots of Super Chats. As always, the more you donate to Super Chat, the more serious I'll take your questions, so you can buy my love. 
So please, please, please support the show, and I'll keep doing it with Super Chats. Come on, dude, Super Chats, no question dodged. All right, so I guess we'll go ahead and jump right into the show. I guess I'll go also say that I haven't updated my fucking SoundCloud in a while. I really got to do this shit. I got to update it. I got, like, uh, last episode I put up for 17, and we're on episode 24 now, so that's, like, seven episodes I got to put up here. But for you guys that want to listen to this audio, it's also available on Spotify and iTunes. We're all over the fucking place, so... I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Alright, so let's go ahead and just fucking begin the show and talk about Ben fucking Shapiro. So I guess we can start at the beginning of this whole thing. This whole thing kind of started with uh, AOC. You guys know that Ben Shapiro has like a hard-on for AOC. Always fucking tweeting about her, trying to get him to debate her, even though he doesn't really want to debate in good faith. That's not what Ben Shapiro does. He's specifically said it before. He specifically said before that the only reason you should ever debate a leftist is when you're publicly trying to humiliate them. So that is not somebody who is acting in good faith or anybody should ever debate with. But anyway, so uh, she tweeted, well, first of all, some of you might be familiar with the new uh, Georgia abortion laws that they put into effect. Just draconian, horrendous, Republican, Christian bullshit that you've come to love and know from the, uh, from the Republicans who are running our country. What in the fuck? Just continue. Whatever. I don't care. Get off. Get off. Get off my screen. Fuck you. Fuck the horse you rode in on. Fuck everything about you. Get off. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, apparently they've just passed a law that makes abortion uh, past six weeks illegal in, uh, in Georgia, which is fucking crazy. I'll go ahead and read this a little bit to you. Uh, and I guess ectopic, I'm already having trouble with these fucking words. An ectopic pregnancy can potentially kill you and the embryo, so any delays in getting care and medically accurate evidence-based care could put a pregnant person's life on the line. Generally speaking, that involves removing the embryo from the fallopian tube in which it cannot gestate and which it would, left alone, cause to burst, killing the woman. Which is why one would think the state of Ohio, I guess this is Ohio's, uh, there's another one in Georgia, this is Ohio's, I guess this is talking about both of them. Which is why one would think the state of Ohio would have vested interest in making sure its citizens could have access to such care. But the new bill currently introduced by Republicans in the Ohio State House will preclude doctors from pursuing the standard of care in case of life-threatening ectotopic, ectopic, I guess, pregnancy and ban private insurance companies from covering it by calling it an abortion and forcing them instead to cover a a re-implantation procedure whether the woman wanted that or not. Uh, The more... There's more than one problem with the law, but let's start with the biggest. You can't re-implant an ectopic pregnancy. That's medically, scientifically impossible. It's just not a thing. So life-saving surgery to save a person whose life is in jeopardy because of the ectopic pregnancy, not allowed. A make-believe procedure that supposedly saves neither fertilized egg nor the life of the person whose life is in jeopardy, required. Does this mean that you can expect those who carry pregnancies to die? Yep. The bill would also ban procedures from the form of birth control that they believe prevent implantation of fertilized egg in the uterus. So, woe betides Ohioans who have uh, intrauterine devices, too. And then there's a new bill just signed into law in Georgia earlier this week by the state Republican Governor Brian Kemp. So, this is already law. They've already signed this law. Yay, Republicans. Thank you for all this. Which the most restrictive abortion ban in the country. The new law, which has not yet gone into effect, not only bans abortion after six weeks gestation age, or layman's term, about two weeks after a missed period, but also contains a provision that declares the unborn child are classes of living distinct persons that require full legal recognition. The law continues by declaring that now, in the state of Georgia, the law 
must recognize unborn children as natural persons. You can debate just what an unborn child really is or means, but in Georgia, a four-week-old embryo the size of a pea counts as a person, even though it's completely unable to survive outside the uterus. An embryo that's being called a life because it has a heartbeat, despite the fact that at six weeks gestation, no organs had developed, and what's heard through ultrasound isn't heart beating, since there's no heart yet, but cardiac activity in the fetal pole. At six weeks gestation, the heartbeat is basically electrical activity in the yolk sac of still highly undeveloped fetus. So basically, this is an in around uh, Roe versus Wade, right? They're trying to, they're doing it state by state, but they could easily just do this stuff nationwide if they want to. It's a ban on abortion after six weeks, which is basically before most women know that they're pregnant. So it's uh, basically just a ban on abortion is all it is. And we can see right through that. We know what the fuck they're doing. And uh, not very hard to tell. So anyway... Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and read this. Mr. Engineer kind of explains it as well. This is a, uh, I don't really, uh, this is the person that had me, I don't know why I'm actually retweeting this person because this is the person that had me um, blacklisted from MythCon where I was unable to speak. Basically, didn't de-platform me, just make sure I didn't have a platform. So anyway, she says, in Georgia's newly passed heartbeat bill, Prosecutors may interrogate women who miscarry to determine whether they can be held responsible, which is really fucking crazy. It says her hair. Prosecutors may interrogate women who miscarry to determine where they can be oh, charged. Um, if they find evidence of culpability, they may charge, detain, and try these women for the death of their fetuses. So crazy-ass, draconian, regressive shit. Every time they say the left is regressive, these are the motherfuckers saying this. The biggest hypocrites in the world. Republicans are as regressive as this fucking gets. So anyway, uh... Somebody else brought up, this was uh, Zinapk. An 11-year-old girl was raped in Ohio, one of the states where the six-week abortion ban was recently signed into law. I don't know if that's true in Ohio. I think it was signed into law in Georgia. I'm not sure about Ohio yet. I think it was passed in one of the houses, but not the other. But I may be wrong about that. Anyway, if that law is not successfully challenged, she will be forced to carry it to term her rapist child. This is what grotesque ghouls like Ben Shapiro support. Absolutely. And uh, Sam Cedar basically destroyed him about it. I won't play the clip, but you guys can go watch it on my... Twitter, if you like, which is uh, Cult of Dusty One, Cult of Dusty One, Cult of Dusty One. That's my new Twitter. So anyway, AOC, who uh, has really grown on me. I think she's a great candidate. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see her as president someday if she doesn't make a huge fucking mistake. She tweeted about this. Six weeks pregnant equals two weeks late on your period. Most of the men writing these bills don't know the first thing about a woman's body outside of the things they want from it. It's relatively common for a woman to have a late period plus not be pregnant. So this is a backdoor ban, and it absolutely is. I mean, it's they're just trying to ban abortion. You know, if they can say, oh, it's just late term, and after six weeks, we care about the baby. It's not really a ban on abortion. Yeah, it is. Most women don't know they're fucking pregnant until six weeks, so you're basically telling most women that they can't get an abortion. Apparently, they can be charged if they go to another state and get an abortion, from what I hear. It's just the craziest fucking shit, dude. Like, seriously. I imagine a lot of uh, television shows and stuff that do filming in Georgia, because Georgia gives real big tax incentives for that. I think The Walking Dead films there. I think a lot of them are probably going to have to pull a lot of uh, filming in Georgia because of this. I think they've already threatened to before, but now they're going to actually have to do it. So anyway, uh, after she tweeted this, um, Ben Shapiro, who was obsessed with her, basically jumped on her shit and said, It's not a backdoor ban. It's a ban on abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Just like it says it is. The fact that this is the early patent pregnancy is the entire point of the bill. The fact that a six-week-old embryo is apparently just a missing period to you is disturbing. But it's not disturbing at all. Basically, like, embryos are just replicating cells you know they, they are that's just all they are it's not that much different than me 
it's really not that much different than cancer. It sounds bad, but that's really the truth. Until the, you know, fetus forms a brain and is able to think completely and understand what is happening. It's just, you know, we're just biological machines and it's just, you know, replicating cells. I know that's harsh and that's cool and everything, but that's reality. Facts don't care about your feelings. Ben Shapiro, sorry, buddy, there is no all-powerful God who is putting life into a piece-sized embryo and giving it, you know, human status. Just not happening. That's all in your brain. So anyway, this kind of set up what happened today, or I guess it was yesterday, whenever Ben Shapiro went on this dude's show and just had a total fucking meltdown and exited the show. We're about to show you. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Also, I usually love watching videos on porn sites about uh, BBC, but this time, no, nah, it was brutal. And this, this interview was fucking brutal. Ben Shapiro just got owned, manhandled by this dude. Like, I really couldn't take it, so I had to turn it off. But usually, he made me so horny with the BBC, but not this time. Too much BBC, too much. Can't believe I'm saying that. So, anyway, Ben Shapiro eviscerated this guy fat. No, no, he didn't. Ben Shapiro got fucking owned. So, what is this guy's name? I'm trying to remember what this guy's name is. It doesn't really matter. Basically, this guy, uh, he'll say it in a minute, but this guy, just to let you know who this guy is, he basically worked as Rupert Murdoch's right-hand man in UK. For those of you who don't know, Rupert Murdoch is the guy who owns and runs Fox News. So this guy right here was Rupert Murdoch. This is how he made, became famous. This is how he made his bones, by being Rupert Murdoch's right-hand man in the UK. This is the guy that supported the Iraq War. This is the guy that supported the Afghanistan War. This is a Trump supporter. This is the guy that supports Brexit. This is the guy so far to the right, he even thinks that AIDS is not caused by HIV. I didn't even know that was a fucking right-wing position, but apparently is. So Ben Shapiro freaks out that this guy, this guy really wasn't even being that tough on him. He was just basically playing the devil's advocate a little bit and asking him the tougher kind of questions that people would want him to ask. And Ben Shapiro just cannot fucking handle it when he's not on a, a show like Fox News or the Dave Rubin show where he gets softball questions and it's an easy interview. He fucking freaks out and just assumes everybody is a liberal out to get him. So this guy who is a far fucking right Rupert Murdoch Fox News protege, Ben Shapiro freaks out and says, you're obviously just on the left and entered and he ends the interview storms off because he didn't like the, this guy asking him about his positions on uh, abortion and what Judeo-Christian uh, morals he thinks society is losing. And this is, mo this is very funny because Ben Shapiro just put out a book, and the gist of the book is that both sides of the debate are so angry in, the politi in political America, and it's just not right how angry and uh, uncivilized both sides are. But this, like, literally, this is the guy who said the only time you should ever debate a liberal in public is when you're trying to humiliate them. So this guy is the biggest hypocrite in the world. So anyway, let's watch him uh, freak out and storm off after this fucking interview. Thank you for your time and uh, for showing that anger is not part of America. Yeah, the guy owns him. Owned, owned Ben Shapiro. Even his own fans weren't defending him after this, which is hilarious. Love yeah, to see that. But even your own fans can't take up for you after this. So here we go. You can do it. This is a giant waste of time in the sense that the entire interview is designed for you to shout slogans or old things that I've said at me. I don't see how this boards the debate. You talk, about, you talk about undermining the public discourse. It seems to me that simply going through and finding lone things that sound bad out of context and then hitting them with, and then hitting people with them is a way for you to make a quick buck on BBC off the fact that I'm popular and no one has ever heard of you. Uh, there are not many bucks to be made on the BBC, unlike American broadcasting, Mr. Shapiro. Uh, I get, the point You're I'm trying hate, to make seems. is that your words are hardly designed to produce the consensus and understanding 
that the book seems to want to produce. Uh, that's my point, that you write about, you know, Judeo-Christian culture and so on, but so much of what you've said in the past would seem to turn its back on Judeo-Christian culture. You're lecturing me on Judeo-Christian culture after you call the pro-life position barbaric? I, I just really? asked you a question. And I asked you a question. You failed to answer a single one of mine. Well, Frankly, I find this whole thing a waste of time. If you want to read the book and critique the book, why don't you read and critique the book? If you want to, read, if you want to critique me, you can think whatever you want of me. Why don't you frankly, just try and I don't answer care. the I don't, I don't frankly give a damn what you you're, think of me since I've never you, heard of you. You And I've never heard of you until I briefed myself for this. But that's not the issue. You have a then new book Then why the hell are you interviewing and it's me, an, sir? It's an interesting book. But my point is, your book claims that society... Well, it'd be society, nice if you would quote it from time to time. Your book is... Well, actually, I've done so several times, and I'm about to do so again, if you would let me just finish the question. Your book <laughs> frankly, claims I don't think that this, society you know honestly, is turning honestly, its back sir? on Judeo-Christian values. Yeah, this is, what are those values what, uh, considering that it's, what, what are the values it's turning its back on? I... I you know, I, I'm not inclined to continue an interview with a person as badly motivated as you as an interviewer. So I think we're done here. I appreciate your time. All sir. right. Thank you well, so much. We, thank you for your time and uh, for showing that anger is not part of American political discourse. Oh. Now, Mr. Shapiro, we'll say goodbye. But in short, in this, Th this, this is a giant waste of time. Then in short, in this clip where he calls the guy a leftist, I wish I would have, I should have played a little longer clip. This whole thing was like 15 minutes, this interview, but this person kind of just gave you the Reader's Digest version of it and, and uh, trimmed it down. But, yeah, he basically calls this guy a leftist, too. He says, you're obviously just calling me out, but you're pretending to be a conservative, but you're obviously just a leftist. And so everybody is fucking shitting on Ben Shapiro for this, obviously. He just got asked a few tough questions and couldn't answer them or refused to. And it, the guy was being fair. The guy was just like, here, you said this. Uh, you said this. Would you like to defend what you said? And the guy, like, I would have been way tougher. This guy was nowhere near as tough as I would have been on Ben Shapiro. He was just kind of asking questions, letting him answer. And Ben Shapiro just absolutely cannot fucking handle it because he's a little baby snowflake. Wah, little baby wah-wah. So we should, we should start calling Ben little baby wah-wah. But anyway, so he got rightfully slammed all over social media. Ben Shapiro did. Um, and he also, funny that he, uh, he came out after this, or he came out just before this and kind of warned people that he was going to look like a fool, but he came out and said, I just pre-taped an interview with the BBC's uh, Alpha Neil, uh, as I'm not familiar with him or his work, I misinterpreted his antagonism as political leftism. He, he, t he termed uh, the pro-life position in America barbaric, and, 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 and that was uh, apparently inaccurate. For, for that, I apologize. Yeah, dude. This one time, quote-unquote, he didn't do his research and didn't know who the fuck the guy was. Yeah, bullshit, dude. This is par for the course of Ben Shapiro not doing his research, not knowing what the fuck he's talking about, not knowing who he's going on with. I mean, if I was going on a show, the first fucking thing I would do would Google these motherfuckers and read their Wikipedia page. At least read their Wikipedia page. And you know what they're about. But Ben Shapiro doesn't even do the very base amount of research before he goes on these shows and does this shit. And this guy shits on him for it. This is Ben Norton. BBC's Andrew Neal is a right-wing fanatic who staunchly supported the Iraq War and was an oligarch Rupert Murdoch's right-hand man in the UK media. The fact that brain-dead Ben Shapiro thought he was a leftist just shows you how insanely far-right the U.S. is. Yeah, it's a, true. Uh, people call me like a, a like an extreme leftist, but like worldwide, I'm actually kind of center. I'm almost right. Not. I'm, I'm. I am to the left. I'm center left, but like. Real left-wing extremists is like communism and stuff, and I'm like a social democrat, which is a form of capitalism. So that's just how crazy the uh, right in America has got, where they think everybody is a fucking far-left liberal, even Rupert Murdoch uh, butt boys. 
And I mean that in a totally non-gay way. Uh, Jared Hort says, This is why Ben has to wield his debate skills against inexperienced college students. He can't actually argue or defend anything and throws a tantrum when people criticize him accurately. That's exactly right. Uh, like, college kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. When you put them on the spot, they don't have the answers to come back with. Uh, and Ben Shapiro seems really smart compared to them, but anybody who has any idea of what he's about or what he said or how to argue a point can just destroy this guy. Ben Shapiro going on the BBC and demanding conservative Andrew Neal, I guess Andrew Neal is the guy's name, admit he's a leftist, then crying about how unfair it is to be asked critical questions about his book before running away from the interview shows how these American conservatives are accustomed to their safe space. Is that right? He wants to be on like Dave Rubin or Fox News or with uh, with Jordan Peterson where he knows nobody will really ask him a tough questions or hold him accountable for the bullshit he said. And I would have held him way more accountable for the bullshit he said. And uh, Wagard is going to say, it's easy to get confused that way when you get steaming mad just by being asked critical questions. Yep. Can't even handle the most basic questions. Face it, Ben, you were owned by facts and logic. No doubt about it. You were totally eviscerated by facts and logic. And uh, Fred Martin says, even if he was a political leftist, what difference does it make? Can't you defend your views without throwing a temper, temper tantrum when challenged? Aren't you supposed to be a master debater? I guess you just wanted a safe space. Who's the snowflake now, Ben? Who's the snowflake now? And, like, this goes on forever. I'll just show you. Like, I don't even have to, like, cherry pick anything. Let's just go to Twitter and we'll search Ben Shapiro. And uh, let's see what comes up. First, he's talking, uh, I guess, out nail destroys Ben Shapiro. He actually admits it. So that's what it feels like. Broke my own rule and wasn't properly prepared. I've addressed every single issue he raised before. See below. Still, it's nail one and Shapiro zero. At least he admits it. You got your ass whooped. You didn't do your homework. You're a snowflake. What else is he going to do? But all these comments are pretty much shitting on him. Ben Shapiro is the sort of right winger who has grown accustomed to winning by simply using the words science or logic before audience of overawed sycophants. Yet he couldn't even stand up to the conservative interviewer who simply wasn't phased by these invocations. Yep, and Cody Johnson says, pretty stark contrast between a conservative journalist on BBC interviewing Ben Shapiro and the buddy-buddy nonsense we see from folks like Jake Tapper in America Corporate Media. Yep. Why are you picking out random YouTube videos who are put out by people who are not me? Ben Shapiro. Yep, so if you like read through it, except for Mark Dice... <laughs> is Mark Dice actually defending him? Bishop destroys dumb college good debate, but walk, no, he didn't. even Mark Dice is shitting on you. Oh my God. When Mark Dice, Mr. Right Wing, ancient alien starts shitting on you, Ben, dude, you know you, you've lost the plot here. And then, of course, pretty much everybody doing nothing but shitting on Ben. So pretty hilarious to watch. I guess I got a couple more I could point out where he, they're shitting on him. It's always fun to shit on Ben. More from Cody Johnson. I like Cody Johnson. This is uh, some other news. If you ever get a chance to uh, check out his stuff, do so. Very surprising and uncharacteristic mistake from the guy who wrote How to Debate Leftists and Destroy Them about Pierce Morgan specifically. Yeah, if you guys don't know. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Ben Shapiro wrote a book called How to Debate Leftists and Destroy Them. And the uh, <laughs> the leftist that he basically describes in the book that he sets up as a straw man to destroy is Pierce Morgan, who is himself a right-wing Trump-supporting douchebag. This is the only guy that Ben Shapiro could really... Uh, build a straw man around to destroy a right-wing guy. It's just hilarious how fucking uh, disingenuous these people are and how, you know, their their fans don't care whatsoever. You know, they just eat it up. Like, yeah, Pierce Morgan, he's totally far left, isn't he? And this is another guy making fun of him for it. This is wild again. With Ben Shapiro's embarrassing himself on BBC, reminder, he wrote a book that is supposed to teach you how to debate and destroy leftists. And his primary example of a leftist in the book is Tory voting Trump-supporting Pierce Morgan. And that's absolutely true. 
That's all he could think of to destroy. Piers Morgan. What an amazingly difficult target you've picked to destroy in your book there, Ben. But it's like all softball shit. That's all he's capable of, you know. Right-wing snowflake gets triggered and destroyed by comment review. Runs back to his safe space. So anyway, it's just person to person to person shitting on Ben Shapiro, and I love to see it. Uh, snowflake as snowflake can possibly get. Little baby, wah, wah. The Shapiro narrative is exactly what happens when someone like Shapiro is pressed by a good reporter instead of a 19-year-old lib. It's exactly what would happen to Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson, etc. if they had the courage to take these interviews. Yeah, no shit. Imagine, uh, imagine Jordan Peterson if he went up against Noam Chomsky. Imagine that. Imagine if he went up against anybody who was even vaguely difficult to debate, you know. He went up against Zizek, but Zizek wasn't really up to the task. Even though Zizek owned him, destroyed him, wasn't even close, Zizek exposed him, and Zizek was horrible. So imagine these people going up against anybody good. It would just be absolutely a bloodbath. And while we're at it, let's take a look back where this uh, Andrew Neil guy interviewed Alex Jones. And just for you guys who don't know, Alex Jones has been doing this for so long. He's been around for so long. And this is the guy that uh, Paul Joseph Watson, for you guys who don't know, has been writing his material for the last 20 years and supporting him and backing him up. And like his right-hand man, 20 years, or PJW. So anyway, here's some Alex Jones from this Andrew Neal show from, I'm guessing it's about 15 years ago. Let's have a look. The problem is that conspiracy theories like this are believed believed in... Hey, listen, I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. Okay, our government in the U.S. is building FEMA camps. We have an NDAA where they disappear people now. You have this arrest for public safety, life in prison. You are the worst it, person I've ever interviewed. No, no, it's basically off with their heads, disappear David, thank you for being with us. InfoWars.com. Half Liberty past 11. You're watching the Sunday politics. We have an idiot on the program today. Stop. You Coming will not stop just freedom. 20 minutes. You will not stop the republic. Humanity is awakening. InfoWars.com. No. You guys are crazy. I'll be looking at the week the ahead with our political stupid. panel. You're Until crazy. then, the Think Sunday the politics. It's amazing how Jones spent, like, I don't know, 15 years telling him how the government is so evil. They have FEMA camps. They're arresting everybody. They're beheading people. The world's going to end any second now. And then Trump gets elected and he suddenly loves the fucking government. Trump's awesome. The government's doing great. And Paul Joseph Watson, too. Paul Joseph Watson has spent, like, his entire career shitting on the government, how evil the government was. And now he wants Trump to step in and nationalize Facebook. It's like when it when it happens to them, suddenly the government is the savior of everything. But it just shows you these guys have been doing this for like, you know, 20 years now. Telling you the world's going to end in any second now. The government's going to start arresting everybody. It's uh, just fear-mongering. That's all they fucking do. They try to scare people into buying their products, and it works beautifully. It works beautifully. And uh, I'll read a couple more of these. Another one for Wild Gutters. Uh, I already read that one. All right. Anyway, I guess I've covered Ben Shapiro enough. Total, total, total. Eh, one more. One more just for the hell of it. This is from Jordan Wiseman. Who has a blue check mark? I need to look and get my blue check mark. They'll probably just ban me again. LOL. So Shapiro tries to wiggle out of a question about abortion by citing science and accusing his interviewer, Andrew Neal, of being on the left. Neal was a chairman of The Spectator, one of the Britain's leading conservative magazine. He just laughed. And it was funny. <clears throat> maybe, maybe this is the clip of it. Yeah, I'll play this clip. Where he just laughs at the guy when, when Ben Shapiro calls him a, a lefty. He just laughs at him knowing that Ben Shapiro it's, has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. To the dark and it's so silly what he's saying. It's all you can do about this kind of shit. Here you go. Play, motherfucker. You can do it, Dusty. Play. Why is it that a bill banning abortions after a woman has been pregnant for six weeks is not a return to the dark ages? What's your answer? 
My answer is something called science. Human life exists at conception. It ought to be protected. Now, back to my question to you. You purport to be an objective journalist. BBC purports to be an objective down-the-middle network. It obviously is not. It never has been. And you, as a journalist, are proceeding to call one side of the political aisle ignorant, barbaric, and sending us back to the dark ages. Why don't you just say that you're on the left? Uh, is this so hard for you? Why can't you just be honest? This is Seriously, Shapiro, I, it's a serious question. Serious. This is Shapiro, if you only knew how ridiculous that statement is, you wouldn't have said it. <laughs> yep. That's whenever such even Ben Shapiro admits that now. He's like, if you only knew him, he's like, mm, I'm so smug. I know everything. I am little Ben Shapiro. I know that you're on the left because you're asking me tough questions, and there's no way that you would ask me tough questions if you weren't on the left. Yeah, little baby Wawa. He's not on the left, dude. Not everybody's gonna be a sickle fat and ask you softball questions. You know, butch up, man, butch up. But anyway, hilarious, hilarious baby Wawa. Love to see Ben get owned. So let's stop and read some of the super chats, super chats. As those you know, the super chats, the lifeblood of the show. If you enjoy seeing this show, please super chat me and no question is dodged. Whatever is answered. Uh, Holden Legit, $2. Uh, been watching for seven years. Keep up the great work. I've been doing this for nine. Where were you for the first? Actually, I've been doing it for 10, I think. 10 years. Where are you for the first three, dude? You Johnny come lately. Anyway, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, man. Uh, the Killing Joke says, Beta. Hells yeah, you know it. Cajun Crustacean says, The technical term for Shapiro is shithead. Yep. Shithide. That's what I like to call him. Black Cow sent me $2, and then he sent me another $2. Thank you. Appreciate that. Marcus sent me $2 and a two pounds and said, Your stream is pretty laggy for people, Dusty, is it? Well, that fucking sucks. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Hopefully, you guys can see it and it's not uh, being too fucking laggy. Thanks for your show. No problem. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. Wayne Yates can be done or not. Thank you, Wayne. Shades of Grey. Got to send you white to platform you. What the fuck? Yeah, she sure did. Well, I didn't know she didn't deplatform me. She just made sure that I wasn't offered a platform in, to begin with. At least that's what she said. She bragged to me that she was the reason that I did not get invited to MythCon. You know, they basically lied to me and they told me that they couldn't invite me because they're, uh, she said, our, they said our schedule was completely full, and we could not invite anybody else. We just can't do it. It's written in stone. And then after they told me that, they continuously invited many, many other people. They put them new on the list, so they basically just lied to me. And she says, yep, that was because of me. I did that. So, okay. And not really something I would brag about if I were you, but fine. And then I went on the, um, what was it, the uh, Non-Secular Show, which is a show she co-hosts sometimes, and she was supposed to go on there. She said, I'm going to go on there, and I'm going to be the co-host when you're on there. And I was like, cool. I'll just fucking confront you about deplatforming me or not having me platformed at MythCon and where she didn't show up. Very, very upper. But anyway, um, this lag is super shitty, Dusty. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck the problem is, dudes. Why is this? Oh, maybe, maybe this is the problem. Maybe I got rid of that. I did have something in the background fucking uploading. God damn it. Maybe that was the problem. Exit out of that. Shit. Now that should fix the problem. Hopefully it hasn't been too bad. Dusty, how are you, man? Uh, Andrew Bourne. Uh, I am awesome. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for $20. Andrew Bourne has been a very, very big supporter. And uh, you're awesome, dude. Been buying a lot of dog food with your support. Please keep it up, you rock. Uh, yo, Dusty, opinions on Hugo and Jake and Logic. Uh, Hugo and Jake are okay. Logic's done some good stuff, some stuff I disagree with. I think he kind of is in... Sometimes I think he's in the anti-HDW camp a little bit too much for me. But Hugo and Jake, I think, do a pretty good job. Uh, we had kind of a falling out a long time ago when I was doing the uh, edgy racist shit posting stuff, and I got mad at them. But I kind of see their point now, so I don't really have much beef with them about it. So they're all right. Uh, we will bread pill bread pill you soon enough, Dusty. All right. Well, I'm open minded. You can try can try to bread pill me. I think bread pill is all right for the most part, but you know I I'm still 
kind of a capitalist a little bit still. Um, keep up your important work, says Andreas, and that is the uh, Norway Kroner. I'm remembering, I think. Yay! Five hundred dollars. I think it's like fifty bucks, maybe. I think. Not really sure. But thank you for that, Andreas. Really, really, really appreciate it. And hopefully, the uh, hopefully this show has not been too laggy thus far. I have no idea. Let me check the chat, see what you guys have to say about it. Has the show been too laggy thus far? Lag, lag. Yep, okay, well, this sucks. God damn it. I should have turned my fucking... I thought my torrents were turned off ahead of time, but my torrents weren't turned off, so it was, like, uploading, like, half my bandwidth. So it should be better now, but hopefully you guys got what I was saying with the whole fucking Ben Shapiro thing. Lagging so hard. Dusty's impression of Ben Shapiro spot on. Yep, thank you. Ben Shapiro's used to idiots. Ben Sub, Ben Box. Tough questions. Yeah, it went very tough. Oh, it's destroyed by BBC. Destroyed by B. Yep, okay. I guess you guys are okay now. Everything's okay. You guys have been able to see what I've been saying so far pretty good. At least I've been able to follow along with the show. Hopefully. Sucks. But oh well, what you gotta do? All right, let's continue with the show. Should be better from now on. Hopefully it didn't suck too bad where you guys couldn't understand what I was saying. And next up, we're going to cover the rationality rules thing. And this is like I was saying, uh, a lot of people messaged me and they did not want me to cover this. A lot of people do not want rationality rules to take the slings and arrows from his mistakes, which I think is a mistake. He chose to make his video. He chose to put it out there and uh, he's you got to take shit for it. Sorry, dude. So let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Um, Rationality Rules, for those you don't know, he's like a popular, younger type of atheist YouTuber out there. And he's like... Basically, it kind of reminds me of myself in a lot of ways. Like, if I would have taken YouTube more seriously and not just thought of it like the joke it is. And I haven't really taken YouTube very seriously, to be honest with you. I think, on average, I've worked on YouTube probably about, like, four hours a week in the last ten years. Four hours a week on average. I just, I don't know. I just I have trouble taking it seriously because it's so fucking absurd and stupid for the most part. But anyway, uh, people like Rational Drills, they actually do kind of take it seriously, and, uh, you know, they, they work hard and try to put out decent content. Um, I think, for the most part, he does an okay job. You know, I disagree with some of the stuff. I think he's he's nicer than I would be, which, you know, I see there's an audience for that. There are people that don't want you to be so mean and so in-your-face like I am. So, uh, I, I get that. But anyway, um, this is the Atheist Experience, and he's appeared on the Atheist Experience with this other dude, and uh, I think the Atheist Experience is trying to find, like, younger, new blood to uh, bring into the show, to, you know, make it more timely, make it more appeal to the young younger crowd a little bit more. And, of course, you, you guys know that uh, Atheist Experience is Matt Delahoney's baby, and it's uh, produced by the Atheist, uh, was it Atheist Community of Austin, the ACA? I think that's what it is. Um which Matt Delahunty used to be the president of, but it's not anymore, but he still pretty much runs the show. So anyway, they're bringing these uh, younger guys on who are really popular on YouTube right now. They try to, I don't know, you breathe some new blood into the show. And uh, Rationality Rules is one of them they brought on the show. And so, I guess a, a month or two ago, this is even before they brought him on the show, Rationality Rules decided to put out a video called The Athletic Advantages of Transgender Women. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, there we go. The athletic advantage of transgender women and why it is unfair. Still up. The video is still up. The title is still the same. He hasn't changed it. It has 225,000 views, which is a fucking lot. And basically, let's just be honest, this video was a dumpster fire. This video was trash for the most part. It just was. Sorry. Sorry. 
Uh, he did not do his research before he put this video out, and people are angry at him about it, and they are rightfully angry. They, they have every right to be angry. I don't know why he decided to do this. I don't know why he decided to put... All right, we have, for the first part, we live in a society right now where the hate against trans people is more public and vicious than it's ever been. People like Jordan Peterson are out there lying about Bill C-16, increasing hate against trans people incredibly. The trans suicide rate is incredibly high. Trans people are used repeatedly as these boogeyman uh, to distract people with. And when we're living in a time like that where this is continuously going on, you have to be really, really fucking careful about these issues, right? You have to make sure that if you're going to put something out like this, you have to do an incredible justice, right? You have to painstakingly do your research, make sure what you're saying is true, and you don't in an unintentionally demonize these people even further than they've already been demonized. And for some reason, Rationality Rules decided not to do this. He decided not to do the amount of research that was necessary to do justice to this topic. Why he decided to put this in, this video out that could be seen as attacking trans... And it, it, let's just face it, it, it is attacking transgender women. He starts out the video by saying that the uh, transgender women in sports is such a giant problem that it could literally destroy women's sports, which is such an incredible... Considering the evidence, it's such a ridiculously hyperbolic, over-the-top thing to say that it's it's trans hate. Let's just let's just be honest about it. It, it is trans hate. Sorry, it is. You don't have to like it, but that, but it is because it's not true and it's just stupid. And I'm gonna I'll get into why it's stupid in a second, but it is. So I had no idea why he decided to do this. I, I know it seems like he's. Is he trying to pander to the anti-HCW community? Does he know that that's where the uh, what's still real popular on the internet right now? I, I guess it is. At this point, even he knows that he's made a mistake. He's come out and he said that he made this video out of ignorance, not not out of malice, not because he hates transgender people, but he's just dumb about it. But I mean, okay, like I'm all about fucking redemption. You guys know me. If you make mistakes, you're absolutely, you know. You, you can make mistakes publicly. You can't be so afraid about everything that you're going to say in public that you're afraid to make mistakes. That just stifles you from doing anything. It, it, it freezes you in fear. So you have to be willing to make mistakes, and then as long as you own up to your mistakes, you know, it's fine, right? And so that's where redemption begins. Redemption begins admitting that you made a mistake and then explaining exactly to the public what your mistake was, especially when you do public wrong. When you do public wrong, then you owe it to the public to make a public amends. You don't get to sweep that shit under the rug. That's like one of the big problems I have, like shoe on head. You know, she's made a public wrong. She she, she signal boosted for Lauren Southern, a right white white nationalist, still signal boosting for her. She led the racist bullying against Leslie Jones with a video that's been seen over two million times, and uh, she just never really commented on it. She swept it all on the rug, but she did public harm, and she's not willing to make amends to the people she harmed. Like, Leslie Jones doesn't get to ignore the racist bullying that she underwent. She doesn't get to ignore the crying that she did. She doesn't get to ignoring being chased off Twitter. So why should the people that did that to her get to just sweep it under the rug and ignore it like it never happened? It shouldn't. And that's like, that's what I believe about redemption. You shouldn't be able to sweep everything under the rug. You should have to come out and own it. And it seems like thus far, that's what Rationality Rules is doing. But let's discuss the different steps that it takes to have redemption in this case. For one thing, this video is still up with 225,000 views, right? Um, and he hasn't changed the title. So it seems like if you're going to leave the video up, I can kind of understand leaving the video up to show people, hey, this is where I was wrong. I don't want to hide my mistakes and my wrongness. But at the same time, this video is still being shared by tons of your followers, by tons and tons and tons of people. And it's going to be seen, I guarantee this video is going to be seen 
500,000 times. And so you need to at least change the title to let people know that you no longer believe this. Because even if you put out a video, another video after this, letting them know that you made a mistake, far, far, far more people are going to see this video than your correction. For one, the tons and tons and tons of anti-HCWs and conservatives who are retweeting this video, who are re-blogging uh, this video, who are re-sharing this video, they're not going to share your new video. They're not. They're not going to share the correction because they're not nearly as interested in having people know that you don't actually believe this anymore. They agree with what you're saying here. And even if you don't agree with it anymore, they're still going to agree with it. And they're not going to share your new uh, comeuppance, right? And also, the liberals that may agree with your new video saying that you're wrong are not going to share it because they're already pissed at you about this. And they're not going to want to give you more press. So the new video you make is going to be seen far, far, far fewer times. The correction is going to be seen far, far fewer times than this slandering mistake of a video you made. So the very least you need to do for redemption, in my opinion, is change the title of this video if you're going to keep it up. Letting the people watch this video know immediately that you do not agree with this video anymore. And uh, we're going to go over some why he shouldn't agree with this video. Um, there was another YouTuber whose name was, I think it's, let's see here. Oh, well, first off, before we go into that, let's see what the uh, the ACA had to say about it. The ACA is the Austin, uh, the not Atheist Community of Austin, which is uh, the producers of the Atheist Experience. And they put out a statement. I guess, uh, like I said, Rationality Rules was on their show after he made that video, but it didn't really become uh, controversial until after he was on the Atheist Experience show. Another uh, YouTuber, which I'll show in a minute, uh completely destroys him. He makes a video that just completely destroys rationality rules. It shows exactly how he's misrepresenting things and how he's not being fair to the trans. Uh, he's just, he's being careless, basically. I'll show that in a minute. Anyway, so uh, the uh, atheist community of Austin doesn't want any part of this, clearly. They're, they're Johnny on the spot to distance himself and disavow from any transphobic bigots or any of that kind of stuff because, you know, they're a very, very progressive organization. And I can kind of understand them doing that. They have a lot of uh, transgender uh, supporters, and they are incredibly supportive of transgender rights. And when this video came out, they were just like, no, we have to start stuff immediately from this guy until he corrects the record enough where we feel like he's done a good enough job making it known that he's not transphobic and that he just made a mistake. We're going to distance themselves and let everybody know that, you know, we don't condone this. So they came out and they said, statement from the ACA Board of Directors. Recently, the ACA Board of Directors was made aware of the guest co-host Stephen Wood Woodford, which is a YouTuber rationally rules, had made ignorant and transphobic videos and statements on his social media platform in the weeks leading up to his appearance on ACA shows. We would like to make it clear that we do not share or condone his opinions or attitudes and that we fully and actively support equal rights for the LGBTQIA plus community. We acknowledge that the ACA did a poor job showing our support by allowing Mr. Woodford to make appearances on our shows without either addressing his controversial views on the air or asking him to refrain from appearances until he released a clarifying statement and his on his channel. We also failed to communicate our feelings and intentions in a timely manner to our volunteer fans. We sincerely apologize for the pain and anguish our feelings have caused our viewers, volunteers, and our ACA family all over the world. We love the trans community, and we are deeply distressed to have caused anyone harm. We have, we have let you down, and we intend to do our best to earn back your trust. The ACA is working quickly and diligently to ensure that this kind of mistake does not happen again. We will coordinate with hosts, co-hosts, and staff to communicate any potential issues with a guest well in advance of when they are set to appear on any ACA production. The ACA will not knowingly allow any ACA production or publication to be used in a manner that is inconsistent with our mission 
and position statements. We would also love to hear from you, our ACA family. If you have any ideas or feedback how we can do better, please email us at blah, 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 sincerely board of directors. So this entire thing has kind of split the atheist community down the middle right now. This is one of the reasons that people did not want me to cover this story because they was afraid that I was going to split the community down the middle more. Uh, Rationality Rules has an incredibly strong fan base right now in the uh atheist community people that don't believe that he should be held accountable for this you know he's apologized and that should be enough we shouldn't cover it and they think that the atheist experience and the atheist community of austin are completely wrong in this they don't think they should have called him out i completely understand why they did it if you watch the video that the the youtuber i'm about to show in a minute made where he basically debunks rational rules and shows exactly why he was wrong and was like i don't know if he was doing it on purpose but was misrepresenting things um it's obvious that what this thing's to me what he says is true he did make ignorant transphobic videos and statements he did now he, what he may not have been doing it out of fear maybe it was out of ignorance just like this you know uh press release says it was probably just had ignorance but he did do it so uh and also just to let you guys know matt dillahoney did comment on this very briefly and he said that he disagreed with this statement put out by the aca board of directors but he f- refused to comment further right now i guess maybe he'll comment further later i don't know what exactly his problem with this was uh, but I guess we'll see. I guess maybe we'll talk about it later. And so the video the guy, uh, I'm sorry, the video the uh, the girl put out, uh, I believe she's a transgender uh, activist. Um, what is what is her name? Um, Essence of Thought, that's what it is. I'll go ahead and load up this video. Great video. It's 48 minutes, so obviously I'm not going to play the video. The video is way too long to play. I'm just going to give you kind of guys the, uh, the the short Reader's Digest, Cliff Notes version of it. But um, it goes over basically what Rationality Rules talks about in the video. So first, Rationality Rules says that all women's sports are in danger of being eliminated because of tr- the transgender menace, which is... This is so stupid, folks. It's so fucking stupid. First of all, let's just go... This, this is a fake issue. Let's just be completely honest about it. This is like the transgender bathroom thing. It's exactly like that. It's something that doesn't affect hardly anybody, something that is not a real issue, something that people are using as a boogeyman to scare you with. It's something that they're using as a distraction. You know, instead of talking about real issues, like, you know, uh, global warming or tax cuts for billionaires or healthcare for all or the really important issues that conservatives get destroyed on. This is the kind of boogeyman they bring out. Ooh, transgender athletes, they're taking over women's sports. We've got to do something about it. It's a big problem, right? To freak people out. And they use, like they always do, use transgender people as, the, as a boogeyman, as a scapegoat to, you know, uh, distract you with. So I don't know why Rationality Rules decided to jump on this topic. I guess it's because it's, uh, you know, controversial, and he knows it'll get clicks. And it did. It got, it got you a lot of clicks. I'm not sure if they're the kind of clicks you wanted. I'm not sure if it worked out like you wanted. Although, like, like I just showed this video, it had like 17,000 likes and like 2,000 dislikes. So the vast majority of people that watched it agree with him, even though he's totally wrong on what he says. Um, and so, first off, let's talk about why this is a non-issue. Transgender women are not taking over female sports, first of all. This is it's just stupid absolutely stupid there are only i looked it up there are only uh two transgender champions in sports that are olympic based sports they're not olympic champions just sports that are olympic based only two only two champions right one of them is a cyclist who finally won uh won a big race recently and it was a lot of controversial because she's a trans woman and uh there was a big stink about it raised by the woman she lost to but the woman she lost to has beat her 10 out of the 12 times they faced each other so is that not proof that the that 
being a woman is too much of an advantage? If this woman beats a transgender athlete 10 out of 12 times, is is it really that big of a deal that a transgender woman actually wins one of them? No. So we have two out of all the Olympic sports champions in all of them. All right, secondly, there has never, as far as I could find, been a transgender athlete in the Olympics, much less one that has won a medal of any sort. So to say that this is a fucking issue that affects a lot of women, that, they, that oh, women's sports is in danger. No, it's, it's so stupid. This is a non-issue. And let's bring up another transgender athlete they always mention. Um, I think her name was Fallon Fox. Let's take a look here. Yeah, Fallon Fox. Another one Joe Rogan brings up all the time to scare people with. Joe Rogan's such a fear monger. Uh, Fallon Fox is a transgender woman who is a mixed martial arts fighter. And this is one of the big things that people like drag out to prove transgender women or destroying women's sports. And you, I, you see headlines all the time. Transgender fighter breaks woman's orbital bone in mixed martial arts fight. Ooh, she's just crushing all her opponents. This is not fair. She used to be a man, which gives her unfair advantage clearly against women that she beats the fuck out of. This is just ridiculous. Something has to be done. All right, first of all. Fallon Fox has a record of five and one, uh, and she's only gone up against like lower tiered competition. It's not like she's a, ever been a champion. It's not like she's a champion in the UFC or in Strike Force or in one of the major uh, MMA outlets. No, she's not at all. She is a like B level fighter who has never really faced any tough competition. Secondly, she got the fucking shit beat out of her by a woman. She got TKO'd by a woman. And you, do you hear that everywhere? Do you hear that everywhere? Ooh, this woman fucking TKO'd this transgender fighter. That proves women are fucking too powerful to be a mimic. No, you don't. You only hear about it when when a transgender woman wins, basically. They only give a shit when these women win. When they're just competing, they don't give a fuck they're competing. They care when they occasionally win. So to pretend like uh, Fallon Fox is some example of a transgender athlete that proves that transgender women are taking over fucking women's sports. It's ridiculous. She's already retired for one thing. She retired after six fights going five and one of getting no name competition. Uh, like you never hear about like Chris Cyborg. You know, Chris Cyborg is she's former UFC women's champion. Go gets in the ring has almost destroyed pretty much everybody she's been in the ring with by brutal KOs. It's a cisgendered female. But you don't hear about that all the time. Ooh, she destroyed, she broke all her opponent's orbital bones. That proves cisgender women are too strong. No, you don't hear that shit. Um, so it's just fear-mongering. It's just fear-mongering to make you believe that these fucking women are somehow a threat to women's sports. When they're Not at all. It's, it's just a boogeyman, right? And uh, the other one I could find, one of the ones that Rationality Rules brings up in his video, was I guess there's these high school transgender girls who won a track meet. We're talking about high school level transgender girls. So on the nationwide scale, we look around at these transgender women who are dominating women's sports so heavily that they could destroy women's sports forever. And they're just, they're nowhere to be found. This is literally a non-issue. And I think another one of the champions that Joe Rogan brings up is this power lifter who was born a male and is now a, uh, a, a trans woman. And uh, ooh, look, she's... She's clearly a man. That's just a man. That's why she's winning all these fucking weightlifting things. But literally, this transgender uh, woman has one weightlifting title. And she competes in all these other weightlifting categories. And she loses to women. So she happens to win one of the categories she competes in. Loses all the other. And that's proof that it's not fair competition. They absolutely cannot fucking compete. But it's not. Like, all you guys are doing is you're uh, cherry picking. 
And you're posting one side of the issue to make it look much, much worse than it is without being honest about the issue, that this is not actually an issue at all. It's something you're blowing out of proportion to distract people with. So how are they blowing out of proportion? Even beyond that, how are they misrepresenting the issue and blowing out of proportion? Well, this uh, this wonderful video put out by uh, Essence of Thoughts uh, destroys Rashad Rose and shows how he does this bait-and-switch tactic where what he'll do is – He'll bring up all these differences between men and women, and then he'll claim that these same differences are the difference between trans women and cis women, which, unfortunately, the science suggests that's not true. Now, look, folks, I know I know what a lot of you are thinking. I know people that watch Rationality Rules videos thinking, they're thinking, it's just common sense, Dusty. This is just common fucking sense. If you were a man and you went through puberty as a man, then you have bigger muscles and you're stronger and you have all this testosterone and you have all these red blood cells that have developed and you're just clearly a better superior athlete than a regular woman is. I mean, it's obvious that women and men are not the same athletic-wise. Women cannot compete with men. They're, that's why there's no women in professional men's sports. It's obvious that men are more physically stronger or just better athletes than women. So it only makes sense that a trans woman who used to be a man would be physically stronger and a better athlete than a woman is. That's just common sense, dude. What can you be logical about this, Dusty? And I'm like, okay, well, look, here's what logic is. Logic is when you examine the evidence and base your opinion solely upon that evidence, what is more likely to be true than not. And I was right there with you guys at first. I was like, yeah, that is logical, right? Yeah, that seems logical. But here's the thing. I actually went and researched it. I looked up the scientific evidence. I looked up the studies. And it turns out that a lot of times what people think is common sense is not actually fucking true. That's why you have to actually go research, do heavy research, do deep dives into stuff. And they've done lots of studies. And regardless of what a rationality rule says, rationality rules claims in this video that uh, transgender women have a higher red blood count than cis women, which is directly which leads to them having a bigger advantage. But apparently, that's not true. They've done lots of studies, and they found that transgender women who are on uh, HRT, hormone replacement therapy, have testosterone levels that are actually lower than, on average, than most cis women, and they actually have uh, red blood counts that are right on the same level. Because when you take hormone replacement therapy, that fucks you up as far as... Uh, Muscle mass goes, it decreases your muscle mass hugely. In fact, it's harder to build muscle mass when you're on HRT than it is for regular uh, cis women to build muscle mass. That's how much it inhibits you. And it also inhibits your red blood count. They've done studies that show this. It inhibits your muscle mass. So the fact that it gives them an advantage when they're on HRT or they used to be uh, used to be biological men is not proven out by the science. In fact, uh, Essence of Thought goes through and he shows, and I believe it was the Academy of medical maybe it was the sports sports academy of medical science something like that actually looked at a series of scientific studies about transgender athletes and came away to the conclusion that transgenderism and women gives them no advantages whatsoever in athletic competitions that's what the medical association of sports has to say whatever it was he said it go watch the video he'll tell you what it is but uh so yeah the science is not on the side of rationality rules the science is not on all you guys who think that transgender women have a giant advantage and, and and look if this in the future if transgender women do suddenly start dominating women's sports then i'll review this then i'll say okay well now the evidence is out you know now we have scientific evidence that proves that this is true and now my opinion changes because that's what happens when you're a logical person your opinion changes with the evidence automatically you don't have a choice right like i used to believe that transgender women obviously had a big advantage over cis women and then I researched it, and my mind changed automatically. It had, 
it wasn't a choice. So if, if information comes out in the future and they do scientific studies and they show that transgender women actually do have a big advantage, then my mind will change again. But thus far, the evidence does not suggest that. And Rationality Rules video was very, very, very disingenuous, was very, very poorly put together, and he absolutely does deserve to take shit for it. Does he deserve redemption? Yeah, he deserves redemption. All he has to do is own up to his fuck-ups. Like I said, maybe change the title of the video and come out with another video that explains in detail why he was wrong, apologizes, and then uses this uh, fuck-up to show his behavior has changed in the future. Instant redemption. Like, I, I have nothing against the guy. Like, I think for the most part, he, he's pretty cool. To me, he seems like a guy that uh, listens to a lot of Metallica while he reads Origin of the Species. That's how he comes off to me. Which, you know, not, not a bad thing in my opinion. Eh. Nice looking guy. Think he's decent. So, uh, yeah, but I understand why people are mad at him. People have every right to be mad at him because, you know, what, what he did was... For one, it's, it's inconsistent with the skepticism that he... I don't want to say pretends to show because I guess he's pretty skeptical usually. But it also goes to kind of uh, put a chink in his armor about how much he researches his videos and stuff because this one was really, really... And I actually looked it up, too. Like, I was like, just Google some of the stuff he was talking about just to see how easy it would to research this stuff. And it was really easy to research. Like, a, a single Google search would have debunked a lot of what he said and, and would have, like, set him straight. And just basically thinking about it, just, like, looking around at how many actual transgender champions there are and realizing that there are not very many... And then realizing that making a statement that transgender women could destroy women's sports forever and knowing how stupid and transphobic that would come off. Like, it, it seems like that's common sense to me. And so, I don't know. He, in my opinion, he was very, very, very irresponsible with the video he put out. But he's going to make amends, apparently. Going to put out another video. So, when he puts out another video, I'll watch it. And I will give my critique on that. And he absolutely can redeem himself. But those of you who don't think he should take the, the shit he's taking for it, I disagree. He absolutely should take it. He put out a video that's that's wrong and that harms the trans community at a time that we should be actively surrounding them and boosting them up and helping them instead of trying to shit on them and put them down for, for no good reason at all, for, for disreputable reasons. So anyway, that's my view on the whole rationality rules thing. Let me know what your guys' opinions on this thing are. And uh, I think I have a few comments from here that I'll read. Um yeah, and like I was saying, he had a, a great observation about it in the video that these people don't have a real problem with trans women competing at all. They have a problem with trans women winning. And obviously, when you have a certain number of trans women competing, like I said here, uh, some of them are going to win, right? Some percentage of trans women who compete are going to win. Is that going to be a problem that they win? Because if it's a problem that they win, then why even let them compete to begin with? As long as they're not winning, nobody has a fucking problem. They're going to win some. It's okay that trans women win some. When it becomes a giant fucking huge problem, then you can call it out. Just like this bathroom thing. Just like, ooh, trans women shouldn't be allowed to use the women's restroom. They're going to be whipping their dick out and showing it to my daughter. They're all perfect. No, dude. It's a fucking non-issue. If it becomes an issue in the future, then we'll review it. And then we'll say, yeah, okay, yeah, I have a point. But until then, you're just fucking fear-mongering. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, um... To further, sh let me roll this Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox, look, this is the chick Fallon Fox is going up against. Like, she don't look that much bigger than this. She's, like, taller, but this is a big chick, too. Like, women can get big and strong, too. Like, like not women. She's a woman. I'm not saying she's not a woman. I'm talking about uh, cis women. Cis women can get real big and strong, just like trans women can. So, and this is Chris Cyborg. Cis woman Chris Cyborg. Look, cis woman. One of the most destructive. Even she got fucking knocked out recently. 
Like, she's a machine that just destroys women. And even she got her fucking brains beat out. So, like, literally, it's just all. It's a non-fucking issue. Um, and uh, and one thing, like, Essence of Thought, I thought their video was good. Uh, I do understand why they're upset with rationality rules. Now, they did call rationality rules, I think, alt-riot or alt-lied and, and, and some other things. And I think that they were uncharitable against rationality rules in some ways. And I understand why they're upset. I understand why they did what they did and... And, and, the, and the language they use. But I do think, I don't think rationality rules is all right. I don't think that he's a bad guy. I think that he can, I think he fucked up. And I I think he was very irresponsible, very irresponsible. But at the same time, I think that he can be redeemed and will make an effort to redeem himself. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't make a, a good faith effort to redeem himself, I'll hold him accountable just like I have now. But Essence uh, of said, my confidence in Woodruff's coming video has dropped to zero. He can't even admit his damn mistakes. Oh, I was just ignorant. Are you saying people who claim homosexuality will lead to pedophilia aren't just ignorant? So, yeah, I mean, I understand what he's saying. This is basically his comment that he came out. And he said, it is with great sorrow that I say this, but this morning, the Inside the ACA, which hosts such shows at the Atheist Experience Show, denounced me as transphobic. I made a mistake in my video. I made, I made mistakes in my video. But they were born of ignorance, not fear. I'm working on a full reply. So I, I think that's an okay, like, initial statement before his video to make. Like, I don't know if I'd shit on him too hard about that. At least he's making a lever. At least he came out and he said, yes, yes, I acknowledge I made a mistake and I'm working on it. That's the first step. And so I, I commend him for that. I'm not going to shit on him for that at all. But, uh, and here's another article, like, I, when I was looking up, doing very, very big. No, that's not what I wanted to. That was not. Uh... Okay. Oh, here it is. Two different safer tomorrow shows. This one. So I did. You know, it didn't take. Ver what the fuck? Is that the same goddamn one again? Uh, I thought I had something about the. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, I had a article from a doctor basically who did studies on it and showed that transgender women aren't uh, advantaged over cis women. She basically took the times of runners who transitioned, and she took the uh, the times in which they placed when they were competing against men, and then the times they were placed when they were competing against women, and basically they were in the same, you know, uh, section. Like, if they usually came in third against men, then when they competed against women, they usually came in third. They came in tenth against men. When they transitioned, they usually came in tenth against men. So it just showed that they don't really have that much of an advantage over, if any, over uh, cis men. So basically just a, a non-issue. And uh, Steve McRae, who is the host of the, uh, one of the hosts anyway, of the Non-Secular Show, which is a popular atheist program. Oh my God, she's popping up. You're going to see private chats. Private chats. Hope you don't see any dick pics I've sent. I'm just kidding. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, he was basically pissed off at the atheist experience for coming out against rationality rules. He thinks they made a mistake. I'm not really sure if he saw Essence of Thought's video on it or really understands the degree in which rationality rules did bait and switch and was... Uh, was ignorant and ir and irresponsible. Um, I think Steve McRae, I like him. Like, I think he puts out a good show. I think the uh, non-secular show is pretty good. But I think he's kind of more an old-school guy. Like, when I was on the show, I, I was joking around with him about, he was, he was, like, talking about how he's not gay at all. And I was like, well, I'm 20% gay. And I was explaining, I was like, seriously, is there no man or no man that you've ever looked at and said to yourself, hey, I can tell that's a good-looking man. I can tell that's an attractive man. And he said, uh, maybe Blair White. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, well, uh, Blair White is a woman. And he's like, well, she's a trans woman. And I was like, yeah, trans women are women, dude. And he just – he didn't argue with that. But it was kind of – and he's taking shit, like, in public. I think he – 
either accidentally or he said he was an accident. Someone take him out his word. He misgendered somebody on a tweet and he took some shit about that. Um, so I think he's kind of sensitive about this whole transgender issue a bit because he's already taking shit from the left. And so a lot of them think that the uh, the transgender people are being uh, too too hard on atheists about this issue. They're not giving them enough leeway or not being understanding enough that people are going to make mistakes. And I can kind of like – I understand this issue because I, I talked about this before where I, I was talking about um, – what's her name? Uh, the one that was on the weedy box. Caitlyn Jenner. I, I I accidentally misgendered her because I was talking to her about her in past tense back when she referred to herself as Bruce Jenner, and I called her a he um, in past tense, and I got I didn't get shit on real bad. Like, and it wouldn't matter if I did because being shit on doesn't push me to the right or make me mad. I understand that you know I'm a I'm a loud mouth shit talker. When you're loud my shit talker, obviously you're gonna get you know shit talked back. So it doesn't really bother me. But, uh, yeah, people were like, yeah, you misgendered her. I don't really appreciate that. And they weren't really understanding too much. But I explained it, and I didn't have any more problem after that. And I've actually, seemingly, I've become kind of popular in the trans community recently. I've had a lot of trans people message me and say, man, we really appreciate what you're doing. Having a cis ally, especially with a southern accent like you, who's coming out and saying the things and taking up for the trans community like you're doing, it means a lot. We definitely need people like you speaking out. We need your voices. And so thanks a lot. And so, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. Are you trans people? Like, you, you have an ally in me. I definitely will will take up for you, uh, especially when I agree like with what you're saying, and I agree that people are unfairly targeting you. Like, if you do stupid shit, I'll attack you just like anybody else. I really will. So don't get too attached because I ain't playing with the bullshit. But as far as, you know, taking up for you when you don't deserve to be shit on, I absolutely will. I'll be there for you every day of the week. And uh, so anyway, this is just an example of how the atheist community is kind of being split into by this controversy. Hopefully everybody will work it out. Hopefully everybody will realize that yes, rationality rules made a mistake. Yes. His video was irresponsible and ignorant, but yes, he is working to make amends for it. And hopefully he will make a proper amends for it and everything will blow over in the atheist community can, you know, mend its ways, but you know, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. I have no idea. So that's my coverage of the rationality rules thing. Let me know what you guys think. I will read the super chats. Super Chats, Heavy D6, $10 says, were you so far right? Now everyone's to the left. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess he's talking about Ben Shapiro. When you're, I guess he meant when you're so far right, everybody's to the left. And that's the truth. He's so far right. Everybody's a leftist to me, even the Trump supporter, even the fucking guy who supported the Iraq war and worked for Rupert Murdoch. He's, he's a lefty, obviously. Uh, Raymond Nicholas gave me $5. Ever think about creating clips of the podcast? Yeah, I've considered doing that. And I know it would be seen more. I know if I made like 10 to 15 minute videos or 30 minute videos or whatever of the best of the best, of this podcast and put it up there, it would get more views. I know this is going to sound really strange, but I'm not really worried about getting more views. Like I think the audience will build, you know, automatically. Like, I'm not really worried about being incredibly famous or having the most popular podcast out there. I just want a very small audience. Maybe, like, if just 15,000 people regularly watch this show, that would be plenty for me. And then that would be fine. If I could just live, make a, make a, $2,000 a month is plenty for me to live on. If I could just make $2,000 a month doing this show twice a week, or maybe, maybe I'll add a show, do three times a week. And then I don't have to, like, spam my channel with a whole bunch of other, like, smaller videos. If people want to watch the three-hour live streams, they can. If they don't want to, they don't have to, right? I don't have to have a lot of people watching this, in my opinion. Just, you know, whatever to me. Being famous and having a lot of people, like, watch your videos and and know who you are is, is kind of a hassle, to be honest with you. So I'd much rather just have, like, small, small, small loyal fan base than a big one. 
I, maybe I'll make clips sometimes. I've thought about it, but we'll see what happens. I'm not really sure. Rationality rules is an alt light shut. I don't know if he's an alt. Maybe he is. Like I'm not that familiar with him. I do. I have uh, watched his video on Jordan Peterson. I thought it was pretty well done. Although, like I thought that he sucked George, Jordan Peterson's dick a little too much. I thought he was too easy on him. And he did a video on, on Ben Shapiro where he showed Ben Shapiro some, but it was actually kind of a lot nicer to Ben Shapiro. Called Ben Shapiro like a good debater and all that. And it's really not, to be honest with you. Only when he's debating college kids. So rationality rules is kind of you know nicer to people than I would be in my opinion. Don't know. Uh, five dollars from nobody, and he retracted the message. I don't know what the hell that is. I guess I didn't get that five dollars. Usually that's the way it works. Um, which reminds me, on the last show, I uh, somebody gave me a four hundred dollars super chat. Four hundred dollars. I was like, holy shit, four hundred dollars super chat. And I was like, thank you, man. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm gonna buy the biggest cat condo I can possibly buy with this. You just hook my cats up, man. You're cool as shit. I really appreciate it. I was bragging about it. I'm excited. Well, it turned out that the guy, I guess, accidentally made the slider to $400, and he did not mean to send me that much money. And uh, so it's almost like if you're a waitress and somebody left you a big tip, and you're like, holy shit, and you're bragging to all your coworkers about what a big tip you got. And then the guy comes back in and says, uh-oh, I didn't mean to leave you any money, and he takes all the money away from you. So I think the guy got a full refund. I think he did. If you're that guy and you didn't get a full refund, message me and I'll make sure that you get your money back. I think that's what happened. It said I looked on there and I tried to like go look into how to refund his money from him and for him. And uh, it said that his message was retracted. And I think that means that he got a refund. But if he didn't, I'll work on that. But uh, at the same time, like I actually kind of feel bad for the guy because the guy was just trying to do something nice. He was trying to support me, and he made a mistake, and it, and it ended up being a hassle for him. It ended up being something he was embarrassed by, and he had to go through the hassle of asking for the money back and shit. So I actually feel bad for the guy. So, dude, if you're watching, uh, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, don't worry about how I felt about it. I appreciate you trying to do the right thing and supporting me, even if it got fucked up for you. And I'm sorry it became a hassle for you. I know you were just trying to do good, and I appreciate it regardless if I didn't end up getting the money or not. So, you know, thanks a lot for it anyway, regardless. It's the thought that counts, and I appreciate it. But yeah, that was a big, uh, a, a big donation that I didn't get. Sort of disappointing, but what you gonna do, right? You guys are doing pretty good supporting me, and I will keep doing this as long as you guys do. So more super chats, please, please support the show. Andrew Bourne gave me another twenty dollars. Andrew Bourne has been completely awesome to me. Another one for the animals. Thanks, Dusty. Thank you, Andrew Bourne. You're fucking awesome, dude. He's like one of the main supporters of the show. Wish I could do more to let you know how much I appreciate it. Two dollars from Kickass. Love your content, but you're wrong on the RR issue. Okay, cool. Uh, that's not really telling me how I'm wrong at all, so that's not very helpful. But okay. Brad Hallman, $10, says, I see Joe Rogan clips on my timeline with him making fun of LGBTQ people with guest after guest. Then he does Eddie Izzard on, and he's suddenly on his side. It's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, Joe Rogan is a chameleon that pretty much changes his opinion depending on who's on with him, which is kind of hard to respect, but he's just a bro. That's how bros are. And Mexican Zoidberg sent me a dollar and then another dollar and said nothing. So thank you, Mexican Zoidberg. Really appreciate that. More Super Chats, please. Really appreciate that. Let's see what the chat is saying over here. Left fart or right fart? That's some awesome chatting going on there. Uh, anything good? Can you recap why Ration Rules is wrong? His argument is good. I thought I did. I thought I completely... Did I did not, not just completely go over exactly why he was wrong? He was wrong about the red blood cell count. He was wrong saying that this is a major issue for women's sports. He was wrong in doing a bait and switch where he pretended to compare transgender women to cis women but he was actually comparing cis men to cis women which is a bait and switch it's a horrible tactic um there were lots of ways watch essence of of uh thoughts video it's a 40 minute video so it's long it takes some time to actually you have to care about this to to actually watch it but anyway 
Watch it. It goes through step by step and explains exactly why he was wrong and he misrepresented it. What part of my explanation that I just intricately explained to you do you not understand or you have a problem with? You have to actually be more clear. You people are not being very clear. Uh, they're saying you farted, but I didn't hear it. I don't know what the fuck. Is that really? God, that's so disappointing that trolls just take over the chat and there's nothing in there even worthy of commenting on. Like I read, like I watch the shows back to try to read all the chat and comments that you guys leave to see if there's anything that's worthy of me listening to. And so much of it is just, just children saying the dumbest fucking shit. It's just really, you guys have nothing better to do with your time than this. I mean, we're trying to talk about important issues. We're trying to, you know, make the world a better place, trying to advance critical thought. And that's all you have. Dusty is wrong. Okay. How? How? What? How? Explain. Like, just saying I'm wrong is not helpful in any way. Um, Dusty, really? That's not research? Check the power. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Complete Norfax, Dusty and Peter Ethel have bought up because they can't bring themselves to acknowledge that they, that they and Irrational Rule is wrong. Yeah, I mean, talk about my issues. I'm, I'm giving you exactly what I have a problem with in detail, and you're like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. I don't agree. Okay, why? Frustrating. Anyway, um, I guess I will move on. Next up, we're going to talk about, oh, God, this is Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer, or Laura Looney, Looney as I like to call her. Um, so this is, this is the most, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my last hope I've ever fucking seen. So this is, uh, this is Vivian Kubrick. I think this is Stanley Kubrick's daughter. So this just shows you that Stanley Kubrick dollar is nutty as fucking shit. She's like, Mr. President, at real Donald Trump, at Rudy Giuliani, I'm forwarding you a message to you from Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer hashtag is now at 9.2 million. That's absolutely amazing. Why aren't you protecting our First Amendment rights? Why are you protecting our First Amendment rights by taking over a private corporation and forcing them to put things on there that they don't want? I don't know. Weird. Weird Republicans. But anyway, here's what... uh. Laura Loomer had to say about the whole thing. People don't understand how hard this has made my life. I will be 26 in a few weeks and I have nothing because since I was 20, I gave it all up for a journalism career. When I was 20, I worked for Project Veritas and lived undercover for three years. Project Veritas, for those of you who don't know, that's the uh, undercover right-wing journalist who basically go, uh, they, they put on costumes and they make fake videos where they edit them out of context to try to make liberals look bad. And they've been called out re repeatedly over and over again for lying, being some of the biggest liars out there. They're completely discredited organization who are just laughing stocks now. Literally nobody takes these people seriously because they, you know, like I said, they, they lie and smear people. And this is what she worked for. This is what she's proud of. I had a 4.0 GPA mm -hmm. and used my skills to help Trump. Well, mistake number one, bitch. I made that sacrifice for Trump. Well, who asked you to do that? You shouldn't have. That's bad on you. Bad life decisions. I had to pretend to be someone else for three years while I was undercover in the Hillary Clinton campaign exposing voter fraud. Well, you didn't have to. Nobody made you do that. No one made you lie to get attention. You did that on your own, right? And corruption. President Trump tweeted about my undercover videos without even knowing who I was. And now I'm going to be 26 in a few weeks and everything I've worked for has been ripped from me. God, like, can you get any more fucking snowflake than these people? You got banned from Facebook, bitch. I've been banned from Facebook so many fucking times. And you know what I did? I bitched about it a little bit. And then I was like, and not only that, I got demonetized from YouTube. I've been demonetized from YouTube for two fucking years. Two years without my primary source of income. So what did I do? Did I quit? Did I bitch? Did I tell people my life was over? No. 
I adapted. It is not the strongest of the species that survives. It is the one most capable of adaptation, most capable of change. I adapted and moved my whole shit to Patreon so I could be supported directly from fans themselves instead of having to depend on YouTube to support me. That's what you do. Anyway, my friends were my followers. Men only like me because I'm famous and have followers. Well, that's sad as shit, isn't it? Men only like you because you're famous and have followers, and so your life is over now that your Facebook is gone, so men don't like you anymore. Well, damn, that's sad as shit, dude. You know, here's a hint maybe get a personality. I don't know. I got women before I was ever on the fucking YouTube. You know why? Because I have a good personality. That's what it is. Not because I'm handsome, not because I'm rich, not because I'm endowed, because I have a good personality. Might want to grow one. Might help you out with the dudes a little bit. Don't know. Just some advice for you. I could have gotten married and had a family, but I gave it all up for the Republican Party President Trump. Oh, God. Could you be more of a fucking whiny snowflake? You did not give up your fucking family and children for Donald Trump. And if you did, you dumb. You so fucking dumb. You don't deserve to have fucking family and children. That's the dumbest fucking shit I ever heard my whole fucking life. God, you're an idiot. But, but... I'll show you in a minute. None of this is true. She's just doing this to make money as a grift. I'll show you in a minute. It's much more than just being banned. Social media was my life. And you can't have a career as a journalist when you're banned on social media. Oh, God, dude. Yeah, yeah, you can. Social media is where news happens. And you are required to have it to be a journalist. The tools required for me to be a journalist in the modern era have been taken away from me because of my political beliefs. It's probably because, like, you're a liar. And, like, I showed last week you were on... Twitter uh, saying you hope 2,000 more migrants die when they try to come to a country to make a better life for themselves and their family. You were, like, rooting for the deaths of innocent people. That might have something to do with it. I don't know. It was me. Like, that's what I think, probably. But I don't know. The tools required for me to be a journalist in the modern era have been taken away from me. So if anyone can get the message to President Trump, tell him this. Please help me, Mr. Trump. You're my last hope. Like, bitch, this ain't a fucking Star Wars movie. After all I have done for you, I don't think this is too much to ask for. After all I've done for you, Mr. Trump, I don't think it's too much to ask that you nationalize Facebook. Really? Really, Laura Loomer? Seriously. This is a real thought you're having. Please help me, as my life is being destroyed on social media and I am now being called a terrorist and an extremist by the most powerful corporations and media companies in the world. Please help me, Mr. Trump. I stormed the stage of Shakespeare in the Park for you and was arrested. Stupid bitch. Literally, they were doing a Shakespeare in the Park where Shakespeare was replaced by Trump. You know, kind of get to give a political take on the, the current uh, setup in Washington. And she was all pissed off because, as in all fucking uh, Shakespeare plays where Julius Caesar is killed, they killed uh, Trump. Like, all the fucking uh, Utu, Utu Brutus and Mark Anthony all came up there and stabbed the fuck out of the Trump actor who was supposed to be Caesar. You know, nothing really. It's a fucking play. And she got up on stage and protested the whole thing. Oh my God, you guys are advocating violence against Trump. No, no, they're not. It's a play, you stupid bitch. It's a fucking play that you thought you'd get up there and interrupt, ruin everybody's time, everybody in the audience. You thought it was up to you. You thought that you were, uh, you had the responsibility to get up there and ruin it. It's like a heckler. A heckler that decides that they want to ruin everybody's time at a com comic show. So they have to get up and fucking heckle the goddamn comedian. No, that makes you the worst person in the fucking world. That doesn't make you a hero, dummy. Just an annoying bitch. I stormed the stage of Shakespeare in the park for you and was arrested. I confronted Hillary Clinton for you. I confronted James Comey for you. I confronted Maxine Waters for you. I confronted Avinati uh, for you. I stood up for you in Congress and confronted Jack Dorsey. I even put illegal aliens on Nancy Pelosi's lawn for you. 
I've done more than most, and I'm simply asking for your help right now. I mean, I guess. I have been begging for help from congressmen and the White House. My civil liberties have been severely violated. I'm literally being targeted by Islamic terrorists who have lobbied Twitter and Facebook to ban me. It's all in my lawsuit, and I'm trying to get you to see it, President Trump. How many times to do I have to ask? How many leftists do I have to confront on camera before any one of their public party helps me? I literally feel like I do not exist. I am banned on every so single social media platform because I am an effective Jewish conservative woman who supports President Trump. Please help me. They, they always hate identity politics when it comes to other people, don't they? But when it comes to them, suddenly she is a Jewish conservative woman. Not identity politics at all, is it? Anyway, just the whiniest fucking shit. You got banned from social media, dude. Good Lord, imagine having this take from being banned on Facebook. But as I show you, like, it's a grift. The whole thing is a fucking grift. It always is a grift with these people. Um, yeah, here's her uh, donation thing. And this was, this was like several weeks ago, so it's higher than this. This is what she's put up, uh, whining and bitching about being banned from Facebook. And they've already donated to her $70,000. $70,000 already. And it's like I said, it's probably over 100 now i haven't even checked but it's probably way higher so yeah if you want to make money folks be a conservative go into conservative social media go into conservative youtube that's where all the fucking money is like i've said i made eighteen thousand dollars before taxes last year and this woman made seventy thousand dollars just this one donation thing from from bitching about being banned from facebook i was literally banned from facebook for uh 11 out of 12 months i got 11 separate 30-day bans i was permanently banned from twitter by shoe and heads fan base i've been banned from fucking everywhere i i guess i should have whined about it more i guess i should have played the victim more and i could have made money but i refuse to do that so i don't make as much money as these conservatives do it's crazy isn't it so depressing but that's you know that's the way the world works this is what the world uh rewards the world continuously rewards bad behavior and over and over again and it's very sad but that is unfortunately the truth of the matter and we'll take a break at the snapchats again snapchats uh, okay, you're right. It was Brutus that kills Mark. An Mark Anthony was not kill Caesar. Mark Anthony was actually a friend of Caesar's. Friends, Roman countrymen, let me in your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do live long after the good is often tear with the bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble, noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If so, it was a grievous fault, and grievously hath he paid it. That was Mark Anthony. So you're right about that. My bad. I don't know anything about Shakespeare, though. Um... Let me see. No, it's not. That is not the Super Chats. Super Chats! That is also not the Super Chats. What the fuck? Did I, did I close the Super Chats? No, here we go. Super Chats! Hell yeah. All right. Uh, get Professor Voice on. Okay. I'll look that up. Uh, $20 SCK, which is Sweden, I believe. Not South Korea. That is Sweden, I do believe. So thank you for Chris uh, Jaraval for that. Very kind. Smith Walker, $5. Ben Shapiro wrote an article for National Review that's titled, No One Expects the Secular Inquisition. Ben is Jewish. Yep. Also a big dick kid. He wrote an article one time about how he didn't care about casual uh, civilian casualties in the Iraq war. He was perfectly okay with us killing innocent people. And then later he was like, oh, I was just young when I said that I didn't care about innocent people being murdered. Boys, we boys. <laughs> no big deal. But no, dude, you're a fucking psychopath. The Fireball, Laura Loomer, acts like a boomer. Yep, she's definitely whining. Hey, Dusty, I'm touring stand-up comedian, and you should give stand-up a try. Love you. Fan since 2011. I've thought about giving stand-up a try, but it seems like a lot of work. Seems like I could just do this, you know? I could make these videos from my bed and do three hours and be okay. So it's just way easier. I don't know. But I may think of it someday. I'd write some jokes or some shit. 
So please, more super chats. No questions dodged. All questions answered. Let's check the regular chat, see if they ever said why I was fucking wrong. I'll go back and I'll read it and I'll see what the fuck you guys have to say. But I didn't really see anything that you guys were specifically telling me what I got wrong. Dusty sounds like Morty. Cool. I do a pretty good imitation of Rick when I'm drunk, but I can't do it unless I'm drunk and I don't drink anymore. So, damn, Dusty, did you recite that off from memory? Yes, I learned that when I was, I think, in fifth grade, and I've never forgot it. I kind of have a memory like that. Um, Steve, the old guy, he literally hosts Ethno Status. Yeah, I think uh, Steve, which is the guy that runs the uh, non-sequitur show, they had J.F. Garapay on there a few times, even though people warned them. Even though I, I actually kind of warned them not to have him on there. When I was on there, they were having him on the next night, and I was like, oh. I'm not really sure I'd platform this guy, but you do you, and so they take a lot of shit for it, so I think they're kind of like a little bit sensitive about a lot of what the left-wing community says about them because of the shit they take. Like, you got to take shit, man. I'm taking all kinds of shit from the left, and it doesn't make me any more right-wing or make me, like, dislike the left. It's just the way it is, you know? When you're when you're a shit-talker, you're going to take shit. Um, all right. We'll go ahead and move along with the show. I could cover Sargon right now. Let's see. We're an hour and a half into the show, so I guess it's time to do the video segment. We'll shit on Carl in a second. You guys know how I love fucking shitting on Carl. That shit's fun. But people seem to love the video segment. And I tell you what, I've been having trouble. I, I got a lot of them here. You can see. I, can't, I, I guess I shouldn't say I've been having trouble finding videos. But I've been trying to find videos that are not all black people fighting in the street because it seems like people are like making fun of me about how many of my videos are just black folks fighting. And they're, they have a point, man. So many of my videos are black folks fighting them, but a lot of it is not my fault for some reason. Now, I don't know if it's me. Like, I need some of you guys to go check this out. Like, YouTube has a video section. I don't know if it shows up on the on the desktop browser version, but, like, on the iPad version, and I think the cell phone version has, like, a, a whole section just for videos. And it may just be for me because of the things I've saved before and selected, but I don't think so. I think for some reason, uh, Facebook videos tends to very, very, very heavily recommend videos of black people doing things that make black people look bad. I think Facebook video might be racist. Now, you guys have to check that for me. Maybe go look through there and see if, like, not a whole lot of videos that you see are black people being made to look bad, but that's my experience. Now, maybe the algorithm just thinks that's what I want to see because I've saved several other fight videos before. But pretty much, I went through there and every, every, like, 99% of the videos it showed to me were black people fighting or doing stuff that was embarrassing. And so I had to go through and, like, tell it not to show me all this stuff. And for some, for some reason, like, 90% of the videos it showed me were, were, were from South Africa. It thought that I was South African for some reason. So I had to go through and, like, specifically said, no, no, don't show me this. Hide this, hide this, hide this. So I'm trying to retrain the algorithm not to show me nothing but black people doing things that make black people look bad. I'm trying to find more a variety of videos. So I've done a better job this week. Not a great job, but I'm working on it. So uh, anyway, this is not a great video to start out with, considering what I just said. But uh, I've never seen a woman this aggressive wanting to suck a dude's dick before like this. Like, I'm, I'm almost surprised he didn't just whip it out and let her do it. But this woman really, really, really wants to suck some fucking dick on a subway train. So let's see it. It's sucking. It's sucking dick right now from everybody. Oh my god. I bet you I will. I'll suck that dick mean 
something that evidence bitch ever could have her whole stupid ass retarded and geek ass life. She a geek. She a fucking geek ass hoe. I'm 40 years old. Take that thing out. Look suck me from this whole trip. I'ma suck that shit like you never had your dick sucking your whole life. I like world star. Don't fuck with me. I will suck the fuck out there. This shit aggressive, man. Don't fuck with me. I will suck the shit out of that dick. Don't you fuck with me? Man, I'm almost tempted to look that girl up. She must have some skills. She's proud of it. She ain't even playing. So next up, we have a bank robbery going wrong. So I guess what happens here is this dude walks into the bank and tries to take the security guy's gun from him. Meanwhile, his friend is, like, outside waiting for him to do it, and his friend sees that he fails, and so his friend, like, shoots at the security guy through the window. So watch this shit. He walks over, and he tries, I guess he tries to tase the guy. That's what he tries to do. The guy, like, fights him, and I don't know what this go. I, I don't know what this is. And he knocks the guy down, he pulls out his weapon, that guy shoots at him, and that guy runs away, and he starts shooting at this guy, and that guy's like, oh, I can't get out. Oh, shit, he got a gun. He's like, get down, motherfucker. He's like, oh, I have made a horrible error. This did not go as I thought it was going to go. This is horrible. Yep. Do not rob banks, motherfucker. Get your hands out of your fucking pockets. What are you doing? You're about to get shot in the head, dummy. Don't rob banks. And uh, this is a crazy-ass story. So this truck driving down the road, and all of a sudden, a woman's body falls the fuck out of the truck. A fucking woman's body. And it's obvious to me, this fucking body's dead. He goes like this person just gets out of the truck and nonchalantly walks back to pick up this fucking body and the body is stiff, yo. Watch. Just walks out, picks up the body. Yep, the body, look, legs are stiff. Fucking body got rigor mortis. Totally fucking stiff. Just dragging the body back over to the car, to the truck. Puts it back in the truck. Don't know how it fell out. Don't know if he, like, just stuck the dead body in the truck. Didn't shut the door. But they said they uh, contacted local hospitals to see if anyone was sent to the hospital from falling out of a car. Nobody was. So police are looking. If you have any information about this, what in the actual fuck is going on in this world? People just dropping dead bodies in the street, nonchalantly picking them up. I mean, nobody doing shit about it. Crazy. Crazy world out there. This size. And uh, here's these two kids, and they're just out like they're fishing, right? Fishing, minding their business. I guess they're somewhere they ain't supposed to be fishing, but you know how kids are. Kids are want to do that from time to time. And then this cop comes up and tells these kids he's gonna blow their brains out for fishing, and he gonna get away with it. What the fuck, cops? Like seriously, dude? Let's listen. Today, it's right around that one pound size. Yeah. This is your fish. This is your fish. What? How? We'll leave right here. We're what? We'll up. That's on video. I'm, Mister, sir, we're leaving right now. I, I'm not trying to take the fish. We're just. It's going back. I just need to get the hook out. It's one second. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the hook out. He's what out. What are you doing to him? He's fine. Okay, put it back get him and get out of here. I'm going to show you something. You see that sign? See them signs posted here? Yeah. 
Yeah. I catch you in here. I cut you on my ground. Run here. I'll blow your brains out. I'm a state trooper, and I'll get away with it. Yeah. I'm a state trooper. I'll blow your brains out, and I'll get away with it. I mean, that's how a lot of cops act, man. They, a lot of cops, not all cops. I've had a lot of good experiences with cops, but so many cops were like school bullies. Either that, or they were bullied in school, and they want their turn. They want their turn to keep bullying people, or else, you know, get their chance at it. And they do bad behavior like this. And we're gonna take a look at a few more examples of this. Here's another cop. These are people that absolutely should not fucking be cops whatsoever. Here's a tough guy picking on a bunch of teens, telling these teens that he'll take his badge off and fight them. Listen to this fucking asshole. I, don't know why I ain't stepping up to you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't stepping up to you as he walks right to the guy's face and, like, posts up on him. Yeah. If you want to, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you a fade. I'll give you a head of fade if you want one. You know what I mean? I'll take it off. Don't mean nothing to me. By myself. I guarantee you, dude. I'll have your fucking lunch money, dude. Yeah. I have your lunch money. You want to go? I'll take my badge off. I have your lunch money. I'm such a tough guy. This fucking fat motherfucker. Out of shape. You know, lay off the donuts, fucking cop. You ain't intimidate nobody. He's like a little pudgy bitch. You ask around about me in the hood, dog. They'll tell you. <laughs> you ask around about me in the hood, dog. I'll tell, they'll tell you. Yeah. They're talking about my legend in the hood. How tough I am. That's why I became a cop. So I go bully people and show everybody how tough I am. I'm a fucking legend in the hood. Ask around about Officer Doughboy. Yeah, no one fucking thinks you're a legend, dude. No one thinks you're fucking hard. Everybody you thinks you're a bitch. Oh, you're on camera, fool. You're only supposed to be doing all this shit. Fool, you're, a, you're a grown-ass man, fool. What the fuck? So, show some respect. And you're a grown-ass man? What the fuck? They talking to him just like they should talk to him. They talking down to him. What the fuck is your problem, dude? You acting like a child out here. Is that really how you want to represent yourself in public? What a dick. Or you can show respect, too. Because I was respectful to you guys. Oh, you you know can show, I'm not talking to you. All right, then, officers, you guys can have a good day. Right. And this guy's just like, yeah, I know how to de-escalate this. You guys have a good day. You, you have a good day. God bless you. You have a good day. I've been respectful. Fuck off. You guys, hey, nah, you guys should have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Have a good day. Oh, yeah, I know I am. Have a good day. Have a good day. question, you'd be all This is another example of a person that absolutely should not be a cop. Hopefully, after this went viral. This guy lost his cop job. A lot of times these cops get other jobs at other police departments when they get fired, so it doesn't really help. And uh, let's go ahead and show another one. Uh, this guy. Another guy that absolutely <laughs> should not fucking be a goddamn cop. Like, this is some crazy. This cop literally has a mental breakdown. He basically, he's out uh, in this field somewhere. Let me go ahead and mute it. I'll explain to you what's happened. I'm not 100% sure what's going on, but this woman is walking by, so he pulls out a gun, and he basically starts yelling at her and screaming at her to get down. And he throws her to the ground. And then after she's on the ground, I guess somebody fires at him Some in the distance. Somebody fires a weapon at him. And he fucking freaks out. I, I can only assume that this guy was like in the Gulf War or, or something. Like, that's just my assumption. I don't know. It looks like he has post-traumatic stress disorder, but literally should not be a cop in any way possible. Should not be anywhere fucking near a badge. If you have these kind of problems, I feel bad for him. But at the same time, hell no. So let's watch. You better quit. You better quit. Why are you running? What? Why are you running? Because mom told me to. What's your name? Roll over. Back in the house. Roll over. 
One detained. Roll over. Roll over. I promise. Roll over. Roll over and give me your hand. Running away, mother of the cops. He ain't protecting him, is he? His first thought, run the fuck away. Give me help, shots fired. Give me help. I mean, first of all, before he's about to start breaking down, but just running away, leaving his cops like in the lurch, not protecting them, not like giving them back up anyway. That is not the guy you want watching your fucking back if you're a cop. And then this. I've got a guy with a gun. Give me some help. Shots fired. Give me your gun, sir. Give me your gun. Give me your gun, dude. Let go. 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 Let She's like, don't give him a gun. We got like, you shut the fuck up. No, you shut the fuck up. That motherfucker crazy. Watch yourself. I need you over here now. I got him, Todd. Todd, over here now. Easy, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. it's okay. Let me give your gun back. It's okay. We got your back, man. It's okay. Todd, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, no, you're not. You absolutely are not. Don't get. Don't get. I gave his gun back. No. Keep your hands up. What in the keep up? So anyway, like, like I said, I feel sorry for the guy. Obviously, he has some mental issues, some PSTD or whatever. But do not get that guy's gun back. Do not let that guy be a cop. He should be nowhere fucking near the police department. Just crazy, man. Crazy. These are cops we have out there. Let's see. And this is a. This is the kind of guy that needs to be a cop. This guy's just a fucking rent a cop, and he's more fucking on it than real cops he's, he's poised knows exactly what he's doing so he's like a loomis guy he comes out of the store with his satchel full of money i guess he's carrying it to his armored car or whatever that's what i assume is happening these guys are casing him Two they come robbers. out like give me your money he sees him nope nope gonna shoot at you gonna you got a gun nope gonna shoot at you too this guy's like i'm gonna still get the money nope i have a gun no you're not he's like oh i'm getting fired at i don't like that let me run away let me hobble away my shot ass leg and he runs back out to his car so yeah that's what you get and was that guy wearing a MAGA hat? I don't know. Guess not. Guess just a red hat. But anyway, don't fuck with that guy. He knows what the fuck he's going. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit today about toxic femininity because I talk about toxic masculinity all the time. And toxic femininity does exist, in my opinion. 
But it doesn't get really talked about that much because, well, we live in a uh, patriarchy, right? Men control society. They basically set up society. So uh, toxic masculinity usually has a bigger effect on society in a harmful way than toxic femininity does. But that doesn't mean toxic femininity doesn't exist and need to be called out and talked about sometimes. So we're going to discuss that a little bit today. And uh, here's a great example of it. You here's a great example how Judge Judy uh, fights back against this kind of mindset. So basically this woman thinks that because she's the woman, she has more rights to her child than the man does. And Judge Julie, like, nips that brain fart in the butter real fucking quick. So let's listen to it. Yes. That's not your child. That's both okay, of your child. child. No, no, just a second. That child is both of yours. So either you take the child or he takes the child. He's the father no less than you're the mother. So... Because then he told me he was going to take Lila with him at 1.30 in the morning. I oh, just told- a second. Just a second. So he said... If I'm going to leave my house, if you're telling me to leave the house, yeah. I'm going to take my daughter with me. Even though I have sole legal custody of her? No, you don't. Yes, no, I do. No, no, no. At that point, are you telling me you had a court order giving you legal custody of your child? The answer is no. No. Nope. So at that point, you have the mother. He's the father. He has as much right to take that child as you do. Yep. That's not what I've been told, but... Well, <laughs> if you've gotten different advice, you were mistaken. Okay. In this country... Fathers are not second-class citizens. I know there are a lot of people out there, including judges and probation officers, who still don't get that message, but fathers are not second-class citizens. Sometimes they're actually better parents. Not always. Sometimes it's 50-50. But it's on a case-by-case basis. But anybody that says to me, can't take my daughter with him, it's not yours. It's both of yours. You made her together. Yep. That old Judge Judy, way to go. Totally agree. So the men's right movement, they actually have some decent points. A lot of the problems they have, though, is they, they get uh, manipulated into blaming feminists for their problems. Like feminism caused a lot of these problems they have, but feminism didn't cause a lot of these problems you have. Like they are uh, not treated equally in the court system, but the judicial system was mostly set up by men. We have a, we have a system that was set up... Uh, 100% of the presidents have been men, like historically 90% of the people in positions of politics, uh, most policemen, 90% of CEOs, 90% of Fortune 500 executives, 90% of billionaires. Men have set the system up. They have. It's the patriarchy that has set it up. So, yes, men do have a lot of problems, but these problems were primarily set up and caused by other men, and blaming feminism for it is just ridiculous. And Judge Judy set that shit straight. Way to go, Judge Judy. And uh, another example of toxic femininity is these women who think that it's the okay. Sun. Oops, shit. God damn it. I guess, I, I guess that's the wrong fucking video. Well, fuck. I was going to show you another video of women who hit men and think they can get away with hitting men, but they don't get away with it because the men hit them back. Me and, uh, me and Destiny were talking about this kind of when Destiny was on my show. But uh, there are a lot of women out there, and this is part of toxic femininity, who think that they can just beat the fuck out of a man, slap a man, abuse a man, and men are not allowed to hit them back. And that is absolutely a product of toxic femininity, something you don't really see on the other side, something that absolutely need to be called out. I mean, remember one time I got the shit kicked out of me by a woman, by a, a girl. I guess she was probably, I was 16 at the time, and I'm guessing she was probably 17, 18. Huge girl, probably outweighed me by 60 or 70 pounds. And we were in a parking lot, and... Um, my friend Steven was fighting with her boyfriend, and I was going to try to break him up because the guy was punching my friend Steven through his car door, not, not letting him out of the car door to get out and fight fair. And so I got out of my car and was going to go around and grab the guy and, like, 
pick him up and spike him on the ground on top of his head. But I guess he had this big, really heavy girlfriend who walked up and cut me off and started punching me in the face as hard as she could. And like literally, this girl punched me harder than any guy I have ever fought in my life. But because it was a woman, I basically sit there with my hands down and just let her punch me. Because it was a woman, it ain't fair to punch a woman. You gotta sit there and just take it. Man, I wish I could go back in time and like lay that fucking bitch out. If I could go back in time, I would beat the fuck out of her. You wanna lay your hands on a man like a man, you're gonna get treated like a man. Fuck that shit. That's toxic femininity. Thinking you can get away with beating on a man and they ain't gonna do shit to you. Fuck that. Yes, we will. Yes, we fucking will. I wish I would have had that video loaded up. I'm gonna show it next time. Next time I won't fuck that up so heavily. So anyway, next up, I like seeing these kind of videos. This is uh, a guy in Africa who was helping debunk some of this uh, spiritual mumbo jumbo con artist nonsense that they have there. And he's going up against this guy. This guy's a rainmaker. He claims that he can fucking make rain. And uh, so people in the village actually believe him and they pay him money. And uh, they got to give him goods and shit so he can, like, make it not rain on certain days, like weddings are happening, but they don't want it to rain or make it rain on certain days when they want it to. So this guy basically wanted to go uh, debunk him or show how he does it. So he went and paid him a bunch of stuff. Uh, I guess he gave him booze and shit because that's what he wanted. I don't want booze. That's what makes me be able to control the rain and beer and shit. So anyway, the guy basically tells him, okay... Uh, come back at this certain time and I will make it rain within these two hours. And so he comes back and he puts the camera on the guy and the guy goes through all his rituals and shit. And uh, turns out in the two hour period, the guy promised it started fucking raining. He was right. The guy actually can't control the rain, but no, this old guy just knows how to Google the weather and the weather said it was supposed to, supposed to rain in that time period. It would have a very high percentage chance. So he and it was of course during the time of year that it rains all the fucking time in that area. So the guy basically just googled it, and then told him to come back at a time it was going to rain, and then took credit for it, because that's how con artists work, even in Africa. So the guy called him out. I love seeing guys like this call out con artists in their own countries. I did a video not too long ago where they, they were calling out uh, Indian guru healers. Other Indian guys were doing that, so I like seeing these guys call out their own countrymen. More of that, please. And uh, back to the fight videos. This is why you shouldn't fucking fight, especially on concrete. Bad idea to fight on concrete. There's just too big of a chance of you getting looked like a fool forever on the internet. And you're going to have some dickhead like this smash your face and be like, You go respect me, boy. You go respect me. Here we go. It's already hot. It's already hot. And, oh, yeah. You got some of the concrete. Now you're out. Now he's going to punch you in the head and elbow you. Hey, hey, get this shit on camera. You gonna respect me, little Caleb, man. don't let him bitch you like that. Hey, chill out, you gonna, Caleb, don't let him bitch you like that. Chill out, Bob. Chill out, Bob. Chill out, Get up. Caleb, get up. Caleb, get up. Caleb, get up. Caleb, get up. What the hell do you all think you're doing? I told you this ain't gonna be no fight. What do you mean it ain't no fight? Shut up. So, yeah, don't fight on concrete. Somebody just pick up and slam me on your fucking head. Bad idea. Don't Everybody fight there. Else? It makes you look stupid. What did you say? Here's another roadway road rage douche. Um, and the ending of this is kind of funny. I guess he's mad at her because she cut him off and decided to come up to him and start yelling at her in her car. And he's a total fucking dickhead. You can tell that he's used to mistreating people, especially women. You can tell he has no respect for women. Take a better picture. Huh? Take a better picture. Close your door. That's assault. That's assault. That's assault? No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. Sh touching my door is assault. Hey. Touching cut me my off door. again like that, you ignorant little cow. Touching my door is assault. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take a picture of your Touching my plate. door is assault. And as a matter of fact, I've got you on my dash cam. T touching my door off. is assault. 
Touching you know my what? door is assault. You, you, you fucking entitled little cow. Touching he wants to hear her so bad. He grits his teeth. Ugh, he wants to. And he basically uh, makes fun of her race in a minute. Basically says, you think you're special because you're brown. I guess she's Indian. My door is assault. Touching my door is assault. Okay. Touching my door You really think assault. you're important, don't you? Yeah. 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 Why is that? Because you're brown ass? Yeah. Is that I'm why? Because you're brown yeah. ass. You think you're important because you're brown, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly why she thinks she's important. Not because you're some douche that's running up to her car and screaming at her because she cut you off in traffic like a fucking entitled little bitch. It's because she's brown, dude. She's totally in the wrong and you're totally in the right. Touching my door is assault. You ever cut me off again like that? You're going to have a serious okay. I'm going to hurt you. And then it keeps going over and over and over again. The funny part is this woman walks up and basically is like, leave her the fuck alone. And he basically says, well, tell this bitch that. And the woman's like, no, I ain't telling her that, you ignorant asshole. And basically she turns against this guy. And you can tell he almost wants to hit her for turning against her because he has no respect for women. Watch him. Who called you a Hindu? I got it recorded on no my phone. No idea, eh? Yeah, I called you, you a Hindu. I don't think so, hon. Yeah, I got it recorded on my phone. So you... You follow me. Seriously, give some space. You know what? Tell this little bitch. No. Don't go driving. No. No. What? What? No. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> you ever cut me off again? <laughs> tell this little bitch no. No. Absolutely not, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, what? And kind of steps up to her. Let's watch that again. It's funny. What? What? I said no. You ever cut me off again, and I'll just put you right in the middle of the road. Okay. Got that? I'll just run over That's you. That's a deal. Runs off. You I'm an important man. I got a bitch. You arrogant bitch. I'm not arrogant at all by getting so upset over somebody cutting me off. Cut me off again. My whole day's ruined. I threaten you with violence. That's okay. I'm a man. You don't even understand because you a brown bitch, but I'm a man. This is how men act. So fucking cringe. And uh speaking of some crazy ass shit, yo, uh, I don't know what the fuck they doing out here, but they running over folks. What? What? What did I do? What? Uh, boom! What? Ow! That's a tough chick right there. She took that like a pro. And then boom! Run over this girl too! He's just running over everybody! What you fucking doing, dude? Get out of the way of the car, girl! Get out of the way! He crazy! You sure did! Oh, we gonna run you over, girl! Get out of the way, girl! Get out of the way! Hide! Hide, bitch! She on the floor! And then he drives off. Yeah, you better drive off. You just ran over two people. So apparently, police look at this dude. So if you know anything about this crime, please call police immediately. And uh, I ain't saying this dude was asking for it or nothing, but this is what happens in high school these days if you spoil the Avengers Endgame. Give me a fool. Did you just split it right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up? Did you actually spoil it? Get that shit cracking. Who punched it right in the nose for spoiling Avengers Endgame? Knocked his glasses off his face. And I gotta say, that's kind of appropriate. That's an appropriate response. Don't spoil fucking Avengers Endgame, dude. Do not do it. Tony Stark would not be pleased if you did that. Tony Stark would definitely not be pleased. That's all I'm saying. Tony Stark. Anyway. Here's a great example of a douchey-ass rich billionaire who can't take minor fucking criticism. This guy basically tells him to sell the team, and so he immediately kicks the guy out of his stadium and has him banned for life over it. Good guy, you rich conservative fucking sell snowflakes. Anything I should sell the team? You want to not come to any more games? Why? Yeah, that's rude. It's an opinion. Yeah, no, it's not an opinion. And... 
You know what? Enjoy watching him on TV. Him. Him. Black. Bring up, yeah. Him. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. That yep. is Knicks owner James Dolan, a triggered snowflake whose best bud was Harvey Weinstein. Did you know Dolan has a band? Did you know Dolan sang a song about Weinstein? I should have known, I should have known. To little surprise, the reviews on each video are in the red and comments disabled. Yeah, that's rude. You can't handle heckling? Sell the team! I think I look at him. <laughs> I'm such an entitled prick. I'm gonna have you kicked out of these games forever because I'm really important. I can do whatever I want to. You can't criticize me. I'm above your criticism. So he has the security goons uh, get the guy basically and kick him out and give him a lifetime ban. What a fucking pussy, dude. God damn. Imagine if I responded that way to every bit of criticism I get. Would never do anything else. And finally, last but not least, what we're going to we're gonna watch this video of Trump supporters and just show you that these people literally, they don't give a fuck. They don't care what, Trump could literally do anything. He could come out, like literally they could catch Trump molesting children and they will be fine with it. They would be like, fake news, fake news. You guys are making it up. I don't believe it. doesn't matter what he does. So it, that's how tribalistic we are in this country. They don't give a fuck what he does. He's on their team. Liberals are evil. That's all that fucking matters. Let's listen. What if a picture of Trump surfaced showing him smoking crack? Would you still vote for him? Absolutely. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. Yep. Grab it while you can, Trump. What? What is it? The pussy! Yeah, <laughs> grab it all while you can! <laughs> Except I can't talk like that in front of my daughter. Oh. You, you just did! <laughs> I'm doing that in front of my daughter. Grab the pussy! I can't talk about this in front of her, but I am. I'm talking about it. It's so cool to grab the pussy of women who don't even fucking consent. Because <laughs> let's not forget, that's what Trump was talking about when he said that. He was talking about uh, a woman that he had never met yet. And he was saying that when he meets women that are attractive, he doesn't even wait. He just kisses them. And then you can grab them by the pussy and they just let you. People are like, no, letting means they consent. No, dude. Letting means they let you get away with it. That's what, it doesn't mean they consent because how could they consent when you don't even talk to them and don't even wait like he said? It means that you're rich and you're powerful and they let you get away with it, which is exactly what Trump said when he was in the Teen Miss USA pageant and he was going backstage and during the Miss America pageant too, both times, and he was looking at their naked bodies and he was saying, yeah, when you're the owner, they let you do stuff like that. You get to go back and look at them naked. <laughs> they let you. Yeah, they don't let you as in they don't give you consent. They let you as in they let you get away with it. And that's what he was talking about. Yeah, you guys should be so proud to support this guy. Grab by the pussy. <laughs> I shouldn't say that in front of my daughter, but yeah, if you do that to her, it's fine, isn't it? Totally fine. No, dude. So here's a guy gonna be transphobic called Michelle Obama. Man, Michelle, she that's a man. So do you think who's wait? What did you say? Michelle's a man. And Michelle Obama's a man. Yeah, a female. Okay, what proof do you have? You can see all of the media. Just look at everything. What if a picture of Trump surfaced showing him smoking crack? Would you still vote for him? Absolutely. What if he stood in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shot somebody? Would you still vote for him? Absolutely. Even if he got a tattoo on his forehead that said, sit here, ladies? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would sit all over Trump's face. Isn't he so dreamy, big fat asshole? Isn't he so dreamy being one of the biggest scumbags on earth? Oh my God, I wanted to grab my pussy. Oh my God, you're so disgusting, bitch, seriously. Go Trump. His name's not Hillary. Neither is Bernie's. Yeah, but he's a socialist. Okay, what does that mean? He just, his, he's just not, like, he's just not good. Like, I don't like him at all. <laughs>
<laughs> they have no clue what they're talking about. They have no clue what any of these fucking buzzwords means. They just know that they've heard it on YouTube. And, oh, he's a socialist. So I don't like him. I don't know what that is. But I've been told he's bad, so he's bad. Trump. So cringe. Okay. Huma Abedin um, appears to have a Muslim name. Um, and sh maybe they're connected some way in, in, a, in a form of traitorism against America. Uh, if you could describe him in three words, what would they be? Powerful. He's not a bitch. Manly. <laughs> three words. Powerful. Uh, he's not a bitch in any way whatsoever. He's actually a really tough, cool, super dude. And uh, manly. Those are my three words. Oh, God, dude. Seriously. No wonder you support Trump. Good Lord. I come from a Christian background. So definitely like something that's good for me because like now we get to actually celebrate like Christmas and stuff. You weren't celebrating Christmas before. No, we do. But oh. like it's like Christmas, like it's not but like you like wouldn't get each other gifts. Oh, we do that too. Oh, so yeah, but it's what, like, were, what weren't you doing but before? But people like saying you know, like happy holidays and other people. Like, oh, and that was offensive like, too. Yeah, it's not offensive. I'm like oh, offended by so you, it. You didn't really, it wasn't even really an issue before. <laughs> no, it wasn't an issue for you to like. But you feel good about it now that you can do it. Yeah, now it's like he's just like, okay, it's Christmas. And everyone's like, okay. We can feel good that it's Christmas. Again. Exactly. Even if we never felt any different before. Right. How do you feel? Right. I wasn't offended, but I was offended. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter, but it's great. Uh, it's just so stupid, goddammit. About the issue of sexual assault and whether it's a... Let me ask you this. When, when he said that, he was, he was a Democrat. He's opened his eyes. Now he's a Republican. He's sorry for it. Okay. What do you think about the idea of loving thy neighbor? Uh, you don't want somebody living next door to you that's going to sneak over and murder you in your sleep. Who's going to do that? <laughs> Muslims? There's some biblical shit for you right there. All Muslims gonna sneak over. Better fear all the Muslims. God damn it. The vast, vast, vast majority of Muslims are very kind, very nice people who don't want harm on anybody. They follow the law. And to demonize all of them for the actions of a very few of them is completely shitty. It would be like me blaming you for the Christians that send pipe bombs or murder people in mosques. Maybe I should blame you for it, I guess. What, do you, what did you mean by that? Well, all you have to do is study it out. Just study it out, and you'll see. You haven't done your homework, buddy. And what, what do I need to study? Go to somebody else. He's a communist. And those of us who are not voting for him know it. And what do you mean by communist? You don't know? No, just tell me. Help me out here. You don't know? I just want to know what you mean. Oh, I know what I mean. Well, help us out. You're on national television. Oh, I know I'm on national television. Well, well, tell me what you mean when you just accuse a guy of being a cop. Do you think he's you an American? You just study it out. Is he an American? Oh, no. He's not an American? No. What is he? What country is he from? He, just because he was born here doesn't mean that he's, he thinks like us. He's a communist, buddy. Okay, thank you. Well, not like California, where three million illegals voted. Do you believe that there was widespread voting abuse? I think there was in some states. In and the millions of people? I, California allows it. People they do not vote. allow illegal. You mean elite, You mean voter fraud? California allows. This is the kind. <laughs> yes, in California, you are legally allowed to break the law. It's true, folks. The person that needs to lead our country. God can use anybody. He used. He used the harlots. And that's I'm, the thing. I'm, it's all about this. what God can do. To allow her husband to disrespect her, uh, I think that's horrible. You're holding that to Hillary? What we sow is what we receive. So what's worse, Hillary allowing Bill to cheat or Donald Trump cheating? Well, I want to I be clear. <laughs> yeah, certainly when it comes to Melania allowing Trump to cheat. That's not a big deal. She's a godly woman. She's doing what she has to do. It's Hillary. She allowed Bill Clinton to cheat. She's not a strong woman. It's almost like you have a double standard there, dude. But no, 
No, it's all the same, right? I'm so excited about Space Force. I think ISIS could get to space. Space ISIS? Space ISIS. Pretty much we need uh, regulations in space because you can do whatever you want. Isn't Trump against regulation? Yeah, but as a... Yeah, I just stuttered myself here. You know what? Space Force... It's just a cool name. God, just can see how low wattage these people are. Just say, They barely have thoughts in their head. Barely thoughts are forming. They only repeat what they hear, and so they can't really form their own opinions about anything, so they're caught out by their obvious cognitive dissonance. They're like, oh, my God, I look so stupid. Space Force, cool name. Oh, my God, it's amazing that we fucking have to deal with this in the country right now in 2019 current year insanity but it's fun to cover i guess it's fun fun to make fun of these stupid people if nothing else sad but sort of fun at the same time all right back to the super chats super chats uh thank you for discussing the irrationality rule situation it's a shame that there are so many who just refuse to listen to the facts yeah it's just weird that people don't think that he should be held accountable for the things like it's like the shoot thing like people don't expect her to be held accountable like i don't understand the people that are harmed from the public wrongs these people are doing, they have to deal with it, right? They have to deal with the ramifications of all this bullshit. Why should the people that are causing this not deal with the ramifications? It's just really silly. Uh, Chris Christer? Christer? Jervall says, Swedish guy, nice to hear common sense from the USA nowadays. You're cute. <laughs> Thank you for lying to me. Also, but straight. Eh, straightish. Is there risk USA turns into a dictatorship by Trump or the GOP, the rich will never allow Bernie to win regardless. I don't think there is much. I mean, we're already kind of more of a fascist country than we were before because Trump doesn't really uh, pay much attention to the checks and balances. He does a lot of things on his own and just ignores the Congress and whatnot. So yes, we're much more of a fact fascist dictatorship than we were, but still, I don't think there's any chance of us turning into a full-fledged uh, fascist dictatorship. I could be wrong. Who knows? But I don't foresee that happening. I'm not going to be a uh, chicken little. The sky is falling about that. Have you tried reaching out to Bo of the Fifth, Fifth Column on YouTube? Sounds like you have similar backgrounds and same accent. He used to live in Tennessee. That was from Unlimited Ambiguity. Uh, nope, I have no idea who that is, but I will look into it. If that person wants to contact me, I might think about seeing him having him on the show. Thank you for that, Unlimited Ambiguity. I appreciate that. Tyson Minum says, James Randi, the god of calling out con artists. Love James Randi. He's a fucking awesome dude. I actually had a uh, chat with one of his protégés one time when I was in California, and he was really cool, too. Um, did not know, but James Brandy is gay, I think, which doesn't matter. Has no bearing on anything whatsoever, but in case you didn't know that, <laughs> out at him. Gay James Brandy. Uh, Cyborg Walrus 4273 says, Dusty, dream is to be governor of my state. It, I guess that's your dream. Um, yeah, my advice is to don't say stupid shit on social media. That's why I don't run for office. It would be a shit show just like it is for Carl because they would drag out every stupid shit post I've ever said, every dumbass racist comment I've ever made. They would find the couple women that like 10 years ago I sent unsolicited dick pics to and they was like, look what you did, you sent unsolicited dick pics and they would be right. I would be right for being made fun about that. I would be right for being called out for that. And I would have no problem with that so I would just don't run for fucking office. Carrie W gave me a dollar and gave me another dollar. Thank you Carrie W, appreciate that. Very generous. More super chats please. Lifeblood of the show. Any question will be answered. If you have a problem with something I've said, please let me know through super chats. And we're going to continue on the show. Now it's time to shit on Carl Benjamin, which is one of my favorite things to do. Man, Carl Benjamin, his whole uh, campaign has just been a fucking hoot. Been fun as shit to cover. It's exactly going how you would expect it to go. If you said to yourself, hey, what would happen if a shit-posting YouTuber whose entire career has basically been built around the concept of, who can I upset today? Who can I say something stupid to upset today? 
what happens if that person runs for office and then all the stupid shit they've said on the internet has pulled out and shown to them and shown to the public and they're made fun of it for it? What will happen? Well, Carl Benjamin shows exactly what happened. UKIP loses 80% of its seats and they're humiliated in the press repeatedly and Carl Benjamin doubles down on everything like the stupid fucking idiot he is. So this is from Michael Edison Hayden, who has a blue check. UKIP candidate Carl Benjamin, a.k.a. Sargon of Aka, had lost the ability to make money off of YouTube, according to his Minds account. He called YouTube his primary source of income. UK police are also investigating him for talking about rape in the context of female labor MP. And here he's bitching about, I've been demonetized by YouTube. That's how I support my family. And I'm thinking, shit, man. I was demonetized from YouTube two fucking years ago. Two fucking years ago. And I know Sargon knows. Like, Sargon knows who I am. He knows what I'm saying. He's been... He's followed what I've been saying. Did he speak out in my favor? Did he speak out for me? Did he say, oh, I think it's bullshit, Dusty was demonetized? Hell no. Carl didn't say fucking shit about me. Didn't come to my fucking rescue. And then, see, I just assumed everybody was demonetized two years ago. Now I know Carl has been monetized for two years now. He's been making huge sums of money for fucking two years off YouTube while I've been demonetized? Me? All I've done for fucking two years is talk about religion, talk about how the anti-HCWs are blowing the SCW shit out of fucking proportion. I've attacked fucking racist and white supremacists. And I got demonetized, but this motherfucker who's out there making fun of Heather Heyer, who was murdered by a white supremacist, blaming her for her own death. This guy who is out there giving talking points and tips to the alt-right on how they can have better photo ops. This guy who's out there giving... Uh, rape threats slash jokes to politicians is fucking monetized and making tons of money all this time. Yeah, you know, I ain't mad that he got demonetized. I'm mad that he was monetized this whole fucking time. That, that ain't fair at all, is it? Where the fucking fairness, you two? But anyway, he'll he'll bitch about this and he'll like Laura Loomer did, he'll make tons and tons and tons of fucking money. People will donate shitloads of money to whatever charity he sets up, whatever little uh crowdfunding source thing he sets up and he'll make $100,000 off that because that's what these grifters do. If you want to make money, right-wing grift. That's where all the fucking money's at. And uh, Claudia Brown says, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing to see internet people I've known about for years being discussed in the mainstream, even more so to see Nigel Farage, or however the fuck you pronounce that dickhead's name, and Piers Morgan ripping into Sargon. So yeah, this is right-wing Piers Morgan and right-wing Nigel Farage, and even Carl is too disgusting and right-wing for them. And this is hilarious because Nigel Farage, or whatever the fuck his name is, this is one of Carl's heroes. This is one of his political fucking heroes, and now his political hero last year, repeatedly. is going Do on the fucking news and fucking shitting all over him, and it's glorious. Let's watch. What up. do you make of UKIP, who are currently fielding a candidate, Carl Benjamin, yeah. who thinks it's funny to make yeah. jokes, supposedly, about raping Labour MP Jess Phillips? I've sat here on this couch as leader of UKIP, uh, discussing political issues. It was part of my life for 25 years. I warned them last year repeatedly, do not let the lunatic fringe, do not let the criminal fringe into the party. Peers, they ignored me. On a personal level, I feel slightly sad that it's happened, uh, but frankly, uh, the sooner this election's over with and UKIP closes down, the better it will be. It's, it's gone beyond a joke. Isn't it, it's, isn't it's it pretty disgusting it's that violent. this person is even allowed to it's, be it's, putting himself up? It's extraordinary. You know, these comments are vile. Yep, that's hilarious to watch. Here's your hero, Carl. Even he is shitting on you. Be like, Carl's unfazed. Basically, Carl goes uh, on Roaming Millennials program and says to her... Uh, Nigel Farage doesn't really hate me. He's just got to pretend to hate me because of political correctness. He actually likes me. That's how deluded Carl is. Let's take a look. Uh, one of the MPs and Nigel Farage came out very strongly and said, oh, you know, 
these fringe people. I told UKIP they should stay, keep them out of it, shouldn't be running, etc., etc. How do you respond to that? Because and. There's no way Nigel Farage is going to pretend that he doesn't enjoy anti-PC humour, because let's be honest, he does. Mm -hmm. And I happen to know lots of people who have known him for 25 years, you know, people who founded the party with him, and they know that, obviously off camera, he's exactly exactly what you'd expect. He enjoys it. He's he's got a sense of humour about him. And Piers Morgan also probably does as well, and is well aware that I was telling a joke. And so it's amazing to watch... Um, Nigel Farage and Piers Morgan, people who, like you say, usually have quite good takes and are usually against political correctness and the sort of like suppression of comedy and the vilification of comedy. You know, these these people are usually on the side of not being authoritarian in this way. Watching them suddenly become incredibly politically correct. Oh no, no, I, I disavow. That's terrible and vile. It's very disappointing. They're so authoritarian in criticizing you. See how they 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 shift the debate. It, y- Nobody is being authoritarian by criticizing you. Free speech does not protect you from criticism, okay? People are still allowed to criticize you. That is not a violation of free speech. That is not authoritarianism. And he's like, they they really like me. They're just pretending not to like me because they have to be PC. Well, see, that's how Carl feels about things. When Carl calls out the alt-right sometimes for the racist shit, see, most of the alt-right still likes Carl. Because like, it's just like uh, Richard Spencer said, Carl is a gateway to the alt-right. Carl is, a, is one of the ways that people who come and follow Richard Spencer, they come through Carl first. And so he knows that this is how he has to be. He knows that he has to pretend he's not for the racism part of the alt-right because he has to be PC. But secretly, they know that Carl likes them or, or supports them. Because I'm about to show you. He's about to say in a minute that they are, are the alt-right is unfairly demonized constantly. And he's repeatedly said that if it comes down to SJWs and the alt-right, he's rooting for the alt-right. And he's repeatedly tried to give the alt-right pointers and tips on how to have better optics in the press. So Carl knows exactly what he's talking about when he says they have to just pretend not to like this for PC reasons. But they really do because that's exactly what he does and exactly how he feels, right? And I don't doubt that he's right. I don't doubt that Nigel Farage is a shithead that likes his jokes but your joke dude let's get this straight your joke was saying that you might be convinced to rape a politician now i know people are like no he said he would never rape her yeah that was the old tweet the new video he came out with said that he might be convinced to rape her with enough pressure he didn't think there was enough beer on the earth to do it but he might be convinced to do so that's what he said it was a rape joke it wasn't a not a rape joke or a lack of a rape joke or i might rape you it was a rape joke that's the joke. So nobody's being authoritarian by criticizing you for it. They're just pointing out rightfully that you're a fucking shithead, that literally your whole platform is just to try to upset people. You offer nothing to the social good. Nothing. There's nothing decent. You're a garbage human. Just like Sarkeesian said about you. I don't care if people hate her or not. She pegs you. You're a fucking garbage human, and the people that you attract are also garbage humans. And that's why your whole campaign and the whole party that supported you is falling a fucking part, right? And uh, this is from Alex Wellsford. And uh, come on, load up. There we go. I, I just love this because of the title. These are the titles that uh, <laughs> that the press are reporting about Carl right now. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious asshole. Carl Benjamin visits a turo and somebody throws fish at him. Somebody was going to throw a milkshake on him, too. I guess throwing uh, milkshakes on right-wing douchebags is the new popular thing to do. I'm not suggesting you throw fish and milkshakes at Carl. I'm just saying it's funny. Because it is. It's just a joke, right? All jokes are fine, right? If rape jokes are fine, then throwing milkshakes and fish at Carl is fine. That's all I know. 100% fine. Nobody should have a problem with it. 
If you don't have a problem with rape jokes, you shouldn't have a problem with milkshakes. It's simple as that. And, and this is what happens when, oh yeah, this is funny. This is what happens when alt-right, they have been totally persecuted in many ways unjustly. This is Carl taking up for the alt-right and explaining how, oh my God, the, the media is so unfair to the alt-right. Here's him, him with Milo. I'm sure Milo is really helping your campaign out there, Carl. Been totally persecuted. And in many totally persecuted even though they went to the alt-right and they screamed jews will not replace us and they held tiki torches and even though they murdered a woman ran over her and even though they're completely racist fucking shitheads they've been unfairly demonized by the media says carl benjamin if we give them zero platform for what they want then they'll get really hang on man hang on right they'll get really resentful they'll get really angry and this is what's happening with the alt-right they've been totally persecuted and in many ways unjustly and now they've got to the point where it's school shootings or you know church shootings whatever it is or mosque shoot shooting sorry or nothing or clown <laughs> world, you know? yeah it's because they are doing school shootings and mosque shootings and killing innocent people because of and no small part to the troll culture, the toxic troll culture that you helped to create and still hate, still help to foster and create, right? They never want to take responsibility for anything. I always want to blame everybody else. And so to say the platforming doesn't work, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not really all that into the platforming on, on very narrow occasions. Yes, I'm for it. But overall, I'm not that for it. But to say it doesn't work, it's just not true. I mean, the deplatforming of people like Richard Spencer has worked brilliantly. He can barely fill 10 seats now. Because he's been so heavily deplatformed and demonized. And like Alex Jones, people say, oh, you're just going to make Alex Jones more popular. No. If you look at the numbers Alex Jones gets now compared to the millions and millions he used to get, it's nowhere even close. He's nowhere near getting as many views as he used to. Deplatforming acts absolutely worked. And to say otherwise is just kind of not looking at the facts in a, uh, in a truthful way. And I was bookmarking this for my video. What was I think this was the thing I was looking at earlier. Yep, I was looking at this earlier. This is from that woman who, uh, the, the scientist that compared all the running times between cis, between trans women when they were still men and their times after they transitioned to see how they were competing against men versus women and found out they were basically in the same category. That apparently it doesn't seem like trans women who were on hormone replacement therapy have any kind of major advantage, if any, in sports. Good article if you guys want to check it out. That's from Science Mag. I have it uh, linked on my Twitter account, Cult of Dusty One. Cult of Dusty One. Cult of Dusty One. Be sure to check that out. And uh, we're talking about AOC earlier. And man, like, she is such a good candidate. I know people hate her. I know the right hates her guts, but the right hates her guts for good reason because she is dangerous to them. She's dangerous because she is fucking kicking their ass by being such a terrific fucking person. And uh, first of all, she's uh, jumping on Bernie's idea where we should turn um, the post office into a bank that uh, provides services to low-income people, which is absolutely a great idea instead of letting the executives and the CEOs of these big banking companies make billions and billions of dollars off of us for doing simple banking transactions. We should have something where the money directly goes back to the people where we're not gouged and it should be taken over by the post office. The post office do an amazing job of it. I would go be a part of that, absolutely, um, instead of having, you know, checking fees and charging me for every fucking thing I do. Absolutely go to the fucking post office and handle my shit. Great idea. Great use of government that they absolutely should implement. And Cody Johnson had a good thought on it. Cody Johnson making fun of the right wing uh, take on it. And they're always like, the post office loses money. Uh, they started losing money after the GOP made them prefund pensions by 75 years. That's true. Most people don't know this. Uh, the Republicans literally tried to sabotage 
the post office because the post office was such a good example of the government taking over things and doing a better job than private industry. So they're like, no, this completely destroys our whole narrative that the government can't do anything right. So they basically passed a law that forced the post office to fund their pensions of their employees up to 75 years in advance, which no company has to do. Because if you do that, you basically bankrupt your company. You have to fund your pensions too heavily and too much your money goes into it. And it basically makes the company look like it's insolvent. And that's exactly why they did this. They did this smear. So people can say they're losing money, but they're actually not. They're only losing money because of the way the GOP set it up on purpose to make them look like they're losing money. They're actually an incredibly successful organization who are run very well. Um, People hate the post office. It consistently gets the highest public approval of any federal agency. I base my politics on hating what AOC likes. Yep, that's exactly what you do. None of you guys have any idea what the issues are about. You just hear these buzzwords and these narratives and you spit them out like the little fucking parrots you are. But you're damn bulbs. No idea what the fuck you're talking about. And uh, here's another example of AOC being not only a great candidate. This is brilliant, her putting this out there, but just a great human being. This sh- like I don't see how anybody can hate her. Like, I don't get how you Republicans and you conservatives hate her so much when she's doing things like this. How can you not think that this is good? And uh, also, you men's rights activists, look how seriously she takes both sides of the issue. Look how uh, much dignity she gives to men, and seriously, she treats their issues. I'd like to share another unusual, but shouldn't be, part of my office policy with you all, parental leave. Three members of our small team are expectant, are new parents, in the first six months of my term. In my office, every new parent receives three months paid leave, including dad's. A few notes on our approach. Expecting a child has nothing to do with our hiring decisions, and we do everything we can to accommodate. That's supposed to be law, but there are small ways, including self-selection, where it can play a role. We work to be pro-family workplace. A lot of times what you're talking about is these uh, companies. They don't hire women or they don't hire pregnant women or women who may get pregnant soon. They're not allowed to do that, but they do that anyway. They just make up excuses not to do that because they don't want to have to have women go on maternity leave and be out that money. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about your baby. They just want to make money off of you. That's what unfettered capitalism boils down to. You're a dollar sign to them, and the more money they can make off you, the better. And ALC ain't having that shit. Number two, paid paid paternal leave applies to all new parents, period. Moms, dads, parents, biological or adopted. If you've got a new child, you get 12 weeks to spend adjusting your family to his this huge transition. Our 12-week sprint of leave is up to the parent on how they want to use that time. They don't have to take all 12 weeks at once. For example, they can take five weeks off and work two days a week to transition in, bank three weeks for later in the year. I want to reiterate how important it is to give dads full paternal leave. I strongly encourage them to take the full time. I've heard the normal paternity leave is two weeks. That is not okay. As my partner says, what do employers expect those new moms to do? Walk it off and like... Here's once again where she's talking about the father. She takes the father just as seriously. She wants to let you know that she's concerned about their issues. And so all the men's rights activists who hate her for no reason, how do you hate this woman? She's going to bat for you just like she goes for the woman, right? Equal pay, is, equal pay at work is about so much more than salary you offer. If you give dads less paid parental leave than moms, you're, content, you're contributing to the pay gap. If you see pregnancy or family as a workplace obstacle, you're contributing to the pay gap. We make an effort to make our office family-friendly. We talk about what play mats plus cribs we need along with our legislative agenda. My personal office can be used for pumping feeding. Staff can bring their babies to work if they like, and we are working to prepare We are working to prepare to have them. 
Additionally, paying a living minimum wage to our most junior staffers means they are talented plus capable, no second job to take over big-time situations, meaning senior staffers are confident enough in them to take parental leave and not feel like everything will fall apart. This is con- this is combo, I guess it means this combo, is bigger than parental leave. It's a larger conversation about how modern work has grown so hostile to family life, it doesn't have to be that way. Work plus family can go together, but we have to break down the barriers that force people to choose between them. I mean, what a fucking awesome statement to make, right? How can you not love her? This is exactly what we need everybody doing, everybody fighting for the rights of family. This is exactly what conservatives should be fighting for, right? These people that pretend like they're for family values, they're all for the family unit. The traditional family is the most important thing. But when it actually comes down to the policies that will help traditional families, where the fuck are they? They're always AWOL, nowhere to be found. It's always lip service to these motherfuckers. And the people that are actually trying to do it, people that are actually trying to talk about family issues, they demonize continuously. People like Ben Shapiro. It's just... How can you people not see this? It's so fucking obvious, right? And quick note, this is what it's like to make a podcast for me on YouTube in 2019, current year. What they do is, my videos have all been demonetized for two years now automatically. They don't even let me have ads on there. Instead, what they do is that they put copyright claims against almost every video I make, especially these uh, podcasts. So the copyright they're already demonetized anyway, but even if they weren't demonetized, the copyright claims ensure they're going to be demonetized. And then other people who have put the copyright claims on my videos actually get to put ads on my videos and make money off them. So everybody else gets to make money off my videos except for me when it comes to YouTube, which is a crazy fucking system, man. Which is why this show is completely supported by you viewers. I make no money off YouTube, so please consider super chatting me. Please consider supporting me on Patreon. Like, I can't do this through YouTube. I can't make money through YouTube. I, only way I can keep doing this is if you guys help me. You can see right here, this is what the fucking do to me. And uh, any help will be appreciated. I should bitch more like Laura Loomer does. Maybe I get a $70,000 donation. But then I, then I couldn't be able to sleep at night. And did you guys know that there fucking is a shortage of helium out there? Party City says it is closing 45 stores amid a global helium shortage. So, congrats to all you people out there who wanted to make your voice sound like a chipmunk or Ben Shapiro and wasted all that shit. I hope you guys are happy. Look what you've done. No more helium for us. But, like, I'm pretty sure helium is just, like, uh, created in stars and shit. So, why doesn't Party City just go to the sun and get more helium, you know? Step your game up, Party City. The fuck are you waiting for? Get to the sun immediately. More helium for everybody. And this is what you do when you really, really super-duper hate identity politics, right? This is Ben Shapiro. He so hates identity politics, except when it comes to his guest. Rob Smith, black, gay, and conservative. Definitely no identity politics there. Guy Benson, gay and conservative. No, no identity politics. We hate that. Antonia Okafor, being an armed black conservative woman. No identity politics to be found here. Sky Williams, black, gay, gamer. Talking black lives matter. Yep. Hate it so much. Hate all the identity politics, but no, you don't. No, you don't. None of you conservatives do. You only hate it when liberals do it. You all continuously do it. And the largest group of identity politics is Christians. They like to pretend like they are not a group of identity politics, but they absolutely are the most powerful identity politics groups in the nation that never get caught out by these people because, you know, it goes against their narratives. But it's only the liberals doing identity politics. Such fucking goddamn bullshit. 
And uh, I, actually, I actually disagree with Richard Dawkins about something. Now, I understand what Richard Dawkins is saying here. I totally get what his message is, but I disagree with it, and I will explain why. Richard Dawkins says, Several replies hostile to Douglas Murray have made precisely his point for him. Judge a speech itself, whether you agree with it or not, by, you know, judge a speech itself, whether you agree with it, not by other things the speaker may have said on other occasions, and not by whether you dislike others with whom he may have been associated. Like, I totally get what he's saying. Basically saying, listen to this person's speech and like close your eyes. Don't pretend like you don't know who you know that person is. And based solely upon his current speech and what he's currently saying, decide whether you agree with him or not. But no, that's not really how it works. It's perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable to use a person's past statements to provide context to their current statements, obviously. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? you? You want to take in as much information and use as much information as you possibly can to figure out the context of what the person is talking about. See, oftentimes you're not completely educated on the subject. You can't be. We're human beings. We don't have all the information. So a lot of times we have to take what people are saying on inference, and we have to kind of use our past information to judge whether what they're currently is saying is true or not or is in good faith. And we can do that if we have information about past things they've said and their past character attributes, whether what they're currently saying is in good faith or not. And that's exactly what people are doing with Douglas Murray. It's completely acceptable to look at past statements and use them to judge what a person's currently saying. Like, for example, say you knew somebody was a fucking KKK member or a Nazi in real life. You've seen them out wearing Nazi paraphernalia. You've seen them carry the swastika around. But suddenly, they show up at a town meeting and they're talking about uh, tougher crime laws. Are you going to say, oh, I'm just going to close my eyes and pretend like I don't know that they're a Nazi and they hate black people and pretend like they're suddenly speaking out for tougher crime laws has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with their former statements or their former actions? No, nope, just going to take it completely on what they're saying right now and nothing in the past matters. No, you wouldn't do that, obviously. You would say, hmm, I think maybe this guy is talking about this because he's a fucking Nazi. I'm not saying Douglas Murray's a Nazi. I'm just giving you this as an example, right? You use people's past statements to give context to their current statements. Completely normal. Everybody does it. It's completely acceptable. I don't agree with Richard Dawkins here, even though I love fucking Richard Dawkins. He my daddy. Thank you, Daddy Dawkins. Sorry to disagree with you. Even though I understand what you're saying, I totally get it. I totally get it. And uh, a lot of people out there, like Paul Joseph Watson and conservatives, are saying, we need to nationalize Facebook. It's time we nationalize Facebook and Twitter. But serious, dudes, I got to say, if you think it's more important to nationalize Facebook right now before we nationalize health care, go fuck yourself. Lack of health care is killing 45,000 Americans every year, right? People can't afford to go get checkups. They can't afford to go do it. I had somebody message me the other day and said, I'd rather have the American system than the system I have here in Canada. We have to wait so long, dude. No, you fucking don't. I went to the emergency room one time. I was there for less than an hour. They sent me a bill for $8,000. Eight. That's more than my car cost. Literally, my car costs $5,500. They sent me a bill for an hour for more than my fucking car cost. There's no way you can pay it. There's no way you can afford health care. You just die. You can't afford to go, so you just fucking die. Yes, there might be long lines at your uh, socialized medicine countries. Maybe. But isn't waiting in a long line better than not being able to afford the care at all? Just dying because you can't go get checkups? Just dying because you can't afford it? Waiting is much fucking better than that. So to think your system is worse than ours is so stupid. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Like my dad literally could not afford to go to the doctor and get regular checkups and his heart exploded in his chest when he was 40, 54 years old. That's what it's like here. You just die. So no, you don't want this fucking system. And no, we absolutely should not nationalize Facebook before we nationalize fucking healthcare, you goddamn idiots. What in the fuck? Talk about fucked priorities. 
And apparently, uh, last week's show, I missed a $20 Snapchat, uh, not Snapchat, Super Chat, and I didn't answer it, and I feel bad for about that, so I'm going to go back through and answer this question now. Uh, I was asked, do you think that if we are living in a, do you think that we, try it again, do you think that if we are living in an infinite universe, that there could possibly be something out there that qualifies as a deity? Also, what do you think about the simulation theory? Okay, this is a topic I've talked about quite a bit. It's one of my favorite theories. It's really not a theory. It's more of a hypothesis than a theory because um, there's no evidence to back it up really yet, and I don't really know how you would falsify it. So if you don't falsify evidence, it's not really a theory. It's a hypothesis. But yes, I do think it's absolutely possible that we are living in some sort of simulation which would make whatever being or artificial intelligence or whatever is programming the simulation some sort of deity I would think, though, that whatever, like, the main world is, like, if we're inside of a simulation, then there would be a main world that houses the computers or whatever it is that is running these simulations. And in that main world, whatever biological beings there are in that main world would have come about themselves through evolution and natural selection that come naturally instead of being created by a deity themselves. So whatever the main world is wouldn't have a deity per se, but it's possible that the programmer of this world does. And basically, simulation theory is this. It... um. It's based off a few very basic assumptions that seem incredibly logical to me. I don't have any evidence for them, but they, but I play video games. And so I can imagine this. I can imagine that it's possible that there could be in the future a civilization of human beings. And it doesn't even have to be a civilization of human beings. It could be a civilization of aliens. It could be a civilization of artificial intelligence. It could be anything. But that have the ability to simulate worlds such as this. And if you played video games, you know how good they're getting at simulating worlds. And it wouldn't even have to be the entire universe they simulate. It would just have to be like, it could just simply be like my character and just the stuff I'm seeing. Like if you play a video game, you know that it doesn't render out the entire universe in the video game all at once. All it does is render out whatever you're seeing through your character's eyes. So like if I'm looking this way and I'm seeing the game right out in front of me, it's not rendering out the game behind me because I'm not looking at it. It only renders out what you're seeing. So a simulation wouldn't necessarily have to render the whole universe at fur, at the, as a whole. It wouldn't have to render out what your character's seeing and the small area your character's seeing. So it wouldn't really take that much computational power to render out small simulations such as this one. So the assumptions are this. Do you believe it's possible or even probable that someday a technologically advanced society of humans or even aliens on another planet could be, doesn't have to be humans at all, will reach the level of technology where they can simulate worlds such as this one, even on a small degree, like just your own personal location. Yes, it seems very probable that our human society will be able to create simulations such as this someday. And even if it's not our society, it could be a race of aliens or it could be a, uh, some artificial intelligence we created. Very probable. Okay, so the second assumption is, well, if they do that one time, if they're capable of simulating worlds one time, then most likely they would do that more than once. So why would they only have one simulation? Obviously, they'd be simulating different types of scenarios and different types of worlds. So they would have many, 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 many different simulations. So for every main world there is, there would be these computers running an unlimited, an uncalculable number of sub-simulations like this. So for every one main world there would be, there are lots and lots and lots of simulated worlds, which means mathematically it is more likely that you are in one of the simulated worlds than you are in one of the main worlds because there are many, 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 many more of them than there are main worlds. So by logic, obviously, you're more likely to be in one of the many worlds. All those assumptions sound very logical to me, which makes it seem like we could very well be living in a simulation or maybe even my little world here is a simulation. I have no idea. But I have no way to falsify this. I have no evidence this is true, so it's not something I believe. It's just something I think is possible, something I think, based on the assumptions, is probable. But since I can't falsify it or have any evidence for, to prove it, I don't believe it. I just think it's cool to talk about. 
something cool to think about. One of those cool thought experience, so experiments. So thank you for that question. Sorry I missed your super chat last week. I will try better not to miss the super chats. And uh, this is a funny bionic dance posted. And this like basically says all you need to know about the Christian argument. So this is the video they put up. 11 questions that atheists cannot answer. Comments are disabled for this video. Hmm. Wonder why we can't answer those questions. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid maybe we will answer the questions? Because I guarantee goddamn to you I can answer all those fucking questions. And I guarantee it won't be hard. I guarantee I can make a video making fun of you about this. And there's a good reason you disable contents because you're scared shit. You guys have got your ass whooped by atheists for so fucking long. The only reason that uh, Christianity started to make a comeback is because the skeptic community and atheist community took its eyes off the prize and started doing nothing but attacking SJWs. It's like they were the biggest threats on the planet instead of uh, attacking Christianity like we've always done. And so Christians have basically redoubled their efforts and become popular again. But it's only because we dropped the ball. It's not because you guys have any great arguments or anything. You're still pathetic. Pathetic and easily destroyed. And let's check the Super Chats. Super Chats. Uh, thank you for not being afraid to speak your mind, Twitter man, 287. I no problem, man. I do what I have to do, do what I can do. I don't think I'm doing much, but I do appreciate the support. Very, very kind. Jen Morgan, daughter or not, I am so dang navit happy to have subbed to you. I am so dang navit happy that you subbed me. I appreciate it. You rock, Dusty. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Be still, well. You rock also. Dave Wilkinson says uh, you should invite Cal Cody onto your podcast. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll see if Cody wants to come on. He seems like a cool guy. We'll probably get along. Uh, Atsuki Gang, I bet Tim Pool makes another, I guess another video about AOC again. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm going to shit on Tim Pool in a minute, so we're going to get to the Tim Pool shit in a minute. And the Chemist 666, give me a dollar. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. More Super Chats, please. Please support the show. If you guys support the show, I will keep doing it. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. Can't do this without you, so please think, please consider supporting it. Hard to do this. Like, I'm not making much money. I'm, I'm considerably... <laughs> I'm 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 torn between doing a third show a week or cutting back to do a just one show a week and doing more regular videos because I'm not making enough money to do this to really support my I'm I'm, trying, I'm hoping it'll build up. I'm hoping the show will build up where I can actually support myself and the animals doing this, but at the moment it's not really happening that that much, but I'm still working on it. I'm still going to build it up, so please 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 consider helping me out. That'd be great. Um and I hate I hate on the fucking eBay. God, I hate that. It's so hard on my pride to do. Believe me. Fucking hate that this is what it's come to, but what are you gonna do, right? And uh, here's an awesome clip. I love this one. Laughing my ass off, Bill Maher had Bill Burr on to whine about how evil SJWs are, but instead he rebuffed it as marginal nonsense sensationalized by media for rage clicks, and Maher gets all offended like simpering hack. Here's a compilation of how it went. It's exactly what happened here. Bill Maher is just like trying to get uh, Bill Burr to jump on. Oh, aren't SJWs making it impossible to do comedy? Everybody's giving me shit. Wah. And Bill Maher's like, Stop crying, you fucking baby. What is wrong with you? Sack up, motherfucker. Owns Bill Maher. Let's have a look. And, and you know, I've always enjoyed you. I think you're a great comic. But I thought tonight maybe we would, like, sort of share a cry together because um, I think we have something <laughs> in common, which is that we think political correctness may be ruining comedy or at least threatening it. Because I know you've had your problems Cringe. with that. And you, you did a routine recently about how women like it rough. And then, of course, the internet police got all over you. Well, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't notice if that happened because I don't pay attention to it. I don't list, read oh, it comments. Happened. Yeah, they hated you. Yeah, but who did? <laughs> the well, this haters. Is my, this is my thing. Who? Like the 20 haters. people? Like 20 people with a hashtag can get right. like a news story going now. And I just, I just don't think. There's no problem. Like the amount of times somebody tells a joke 
and they'll say that there's a controversy at a comedy club. That's funny is they'll show the clip on the news and like you hear the crowd laughing. So the comic is basically guilty of telling a joke that worked. Right. You know what well, I mean? And then if you put it on the news, yeah, it's going to be a completely different uh, context. But I mean, I don't go on stage and worry about what people are thinking. Right. It's a really weird time where people are just bringing this up all the time like this is a major problem. I haven't, I'm not experiencing it. I think it's like a half a dozen stories and like usual, they're trying to act like, you know, the, the sky is falling. It isn't. It's a right. fun time. Come out to a comedy club. You know, you'll have a good time. Owned. It's all jokes. Own, Bill. Right. Own, dude. Um, to undergo. I mean, Chris Rock says he... Oops. Come on. ...wouldn't play colleges anymore because they're too politically correct. Um, Daniel... You just ignore them. It's like three days. They flip out for three days. They try to bully you into an apology. Well, you can't ignore them when they're right in the audience and you're playing to them. You tell them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, believe it's me. A, it's a comedy you know show. That's all you do. Yeah. It's it's a it, it's like sweetheart. I do it here every week. It's, uh, it's you don't have to tell me. Manufactured strategic outrage. Right. Mm -hmm. Then forget it. Let's exactly. not have a good cry yeah. together. Yeah, no one wants to cry with you, Bill. No one wants to fucking cry about nothing. Bill Burr is exactly right. You guys are blowing this out of proportion because you're fucking snowflakes. You're pretending like there's a much bigger problem than it is because you can't handle criticism. You can't handle even mild fucking criticism. So you got a one with the beauty comedy. No, dude. No, they're not. You deserve criticism just like everybody else. Just fucking take it and move on with your life. Pretend, quit pretending like the left is destroying everything and is a big fucking problem. Because goddamn, dude, it just it just comes out as pathetic. Like we see right through what the fuck you're doing, Bill. You got owned by your own guests. Go in your fucking dressing room and cry silently to yourself because none of us have respect for you for it. And if you're wondering why people think MAGA hats are considered a white supremacist symbol, it's because they are. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who wears a MAGA hat is a white supremacist. No, probably the majority of them are not white supremacists. But do a lot of white supremacists and alt-right people wear this hat to try to trigger the libs or to signal each other? Yeah, they do. Like, look at the fucking list, dude. It's absolutely true. Alexander Bissonnette, who is a uh, mass murderer, here's him in this hat. Andrew Anglin, neo-Nazi founder, here's him in this hat. Richard Spencer, here's him. Mike Enoch, here's him. That. Uh, Matthew Hemblock, neo-Nazi, like all of them. All these fucking neo-Nazis. They love that shit, right? Now, I'm not saying that everybody who supports Trump is a racist, but do racists fucking love Trump? Hell yeah, racists love Trump. And people are like, the Southern strategy was fake, man. All these racists are not conservative. Yeah, they are. All these racists are conservative. Like, where are all these fucking racists being Bernie Sanders? Like, well, I guess that's a bad... I think Richard Spencer might like Bernie Sanders, but, but the vast majority of them absolutely hate Bernie Sanders and support Trump, and that's just the fact of the matter. So, crazy to pretend like conservatives aren't the party of racists. And, uh... Guys, I might have heard, even though this is a much, much smaller story than I would have thought it would have been. I'm not actually very surprised because, like, no one really gives a shit what Donald Trump does, especially his fan base. He can do anything, as you already pointed out. But the New York Times got a hold of 10 years of his tax returns. And surprise, surprise, he is one of the worst businessmen in the history of the country. He has written off more in taxes, like more losses than pretty much anybody in the history of the nation, they said. 
Newly obtained tax information reveals that from 1985 to 1994, Donald Trump's businesses were in far bleaker condition than was previously known. By the time his Master of the Universe memoir, Trump, The Art of the Deal, hit bookstores in 1987, Donald Trump Jr. was already in deep financial distress, losing tens of millions of dollars on troubled business deals, or according to previously unrevealed figures from his federal income taxes. Mr. Trump was propelled to presidency in part by a self-spun narrative of business success and of setbacks triumphantly overcome. He has attributed his first run of re reversals and bankruptcies to the recession that took hold in 1990, but 10 years of tax information obtained by the New York Times paints a different far bleaker picture pictures of his deals making abilities and financial conditions so basically yeah he uh in 1985 he reported losses of 46 million dollars they continue to lose money every year totaling 1.17 billion in losses for the decade one of the biggest fucking losers in history so even his name even his like big campaign promise that he's a businessman and we should have a businessman running the business of the united states because that'll make us like I, all of it was a fucking lie everything about this dude is a con lie everything but his fans don't fucking matter it does not matter to them whatsoever and uh None of this is surprising to anybody if you're paying attention. None of this is surprising that a guy who can barely form a sentence, he can barely string a sentence together, is, is a liar and a con man who is not really very good at business. But he actually responded to this, and his, basically his response was, hey, I was just committing tax fraud. There's lots of fucking loopholes that let you commit tax fraud, and I did it all to make it look like I was losing shit loads of money, but I was actually making tons of money. I'm rich and successful. I was just lying on my taxes. That was basically the gist of his... Uh, arguments and uh his fans were like yep sounds right to me you're a genius trump for frauding defrauding the government not paying your taxes we love you this is exactly the type of person that should be president of the united states hard to fucking believe this is real life folks holy shit god damn it but um elijah has a good point though i like this can every rapper please stop saying they're going to take our wives and songs please thanks yeah, it's always like, how are you going to take our wives or girlfriends? It just seems really insecure that you always think you guys got to take our wives and girlfriends. i tell you what, man. If you guys can take my girlfriend, please do. You'd be doing me a favor. I always say that, man. If, like, I've been good to a girl and you could walk up on her, being a rapper, and you'd be like, hey, baby, come suck my dick. And she comes sucks your dick. You did me a fucking favor, dude. Please take that girl. I will go find me a more loyal girl. I definitely ain't worried about you taking my girl. So please do me that favor, but it just seems like uh, like you're just insecure and have to continuously brag about yourself. So yeah, cut that out, right? Doesn't make you look good to me, in my opinion. Kind of sick of it. And uh, let's see. Oh yeah, marriage material. Once about marriage material. This is like serious marriage material, about as serious as it gets. Come on here. Let me go. Yeah, I don't care who caught the bouquet. I just know that I want to marry this woman right here because she is mom material if I ever saw one. Don't take your eyes off her. Don't take your eyes off her. Here we go. Play, bitch. Play. Boom! Just drops the baby. I guess it's a little kid now that I look at it. I didn't notice this before, but it's apparently a little kid. It's okay, never mind. I'm not going to marry this chick. I did not notice that this was a child before, so when I said that this was marriage material, I take that back. I am not being all pedo. My bad. I thought she was just short, but now looking, it's clearly a child holding another child and then dropping the child because they're okay. So, it's like, oops. Oops. My bad. No, don't do that. No, don't. Don't let this child hold your child anymore. That's a bad idea. Definitely not going to marry that kid. If I was going to marry a kid, it wouldn't be that one. I can guarantee you that. 
And, uh, oh, yeah, Turning Point USA, you guys know what that is? That's uh, Charlie Kirk and uh, Candace Owens. It's their big organization of conservatives. That, you know, they're definitely not racist, though, I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you they're not racist, except for this viral video where the leader of the Las Vegas chapter of Turning Points is seen here. And let's see this definitely not racist person being definitely not racist. Come on, Butter, you can do it. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Hello. Yes. This I love these guys. Pause for a second. Let me make it big and then I'll show you. So this is the guy right here, this little chunky monkey, doughboy. And this is the super cool friends he's hanging out with doing the white power sign. This is definitely it's definitely not a white power sign, people though. No, it's definitely not a racist sign. This just means okay. And anybody that thinks for one second that racists are doing this sign, you're the ones who are stupid. You're the ones who don't get it, right? No, no, I get it just fine. Thank you. Yes. I love these guys. Dude, we're gonna rule the country. White power. White power. White power. Fuck power. The yeah. Fuck, the Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Did you guys catch that? Did you guys catch that? The guy from Turning Point USA, White Power, and his friends saying "fuck the N words" and then both saying, "Let's try it again." Yes. I love these guys. Dude, we're gonna rule the country. White power. White power. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Yeah. That's right. They're just joking, though, guys. They're just, it's all jokes, man. Don't you understand how funny this is? Don't you understand how racist jokes and rape jokes are just fucking hilarious? It's you who have the problem. You authoritarians that don't think we should be able to joke about things like white power and effing the black people while we do the white power sign and flipping everything off. Yay! Anyway, this is uh, Turning Points USA. Uh, they actually, I guess, they fired this guy afterwards, but still... There's a reason you're attracting these type of people. There's a reason these people keep doing the okay sign, and it's because they're racist shitheads. And they love what you guys are saying. So keep it up. Keep attracting these people. You guys are awesome, aren't you? And this one's from Robert Reed. If you want to know what happiness and freedom looks like, then here you go. And this is totally me, dude. This is like how I'm going to... This is not only how I'm going to be when I'm old, because I'm already old. This is how I already fucking am, man. Like in Denver, this is how I was. I wear my little suits and run around and just dance everywhere and be fucking happy. This guy's like my spirit animal. Come on. You can do it. There we go. Boom. Come on. I guess he hears some music and he's like, yeah, I'm going to dance along with you. This guy getting it. Look at him. Get it. You get it, go. Yeah. I'm a better dancer than that, I think. But still, I applaud the effort. He getting into it. He like ain't playing around. Yeah, get it, boy. Mm. Just out here living his best life. I applaud you, sir. That shit up. You being awesome. Love that, dude. And, uh, you guys remember back in the day when Jordan Peterson used to be a gangster from the 1920s? You remember that? Well, let's watch this clip and listen to what the fuck he's saying. And holy shit, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Seriously. Could you They'll be, be the cringe? ones fathering your grandchildren. All right, let's have a listen. The more aggressive, psychopathic boys, they simply don't care. So they'll be the ones fathering your grandchildren in the future. If tomorrow's woman can find a man to sleep with at all, that'll keep the testosterone flowing. <laughs> like, God, this guy's so fucking psycho. Like, can you believe this guy was recently giving one of the biggest talks in history about happiness? One of the most miserable-looking motherfuckers I've ever seen, and I don't know what this look was. I guess he was just trying something, and it did not work. Never do this again, Jordan. He finally actually found a stylist where he's looking a little bit better these days, but no, that was not a good look for you at all. And uh, some of you may know that I used to be a professional gamer. Like, I did porn for a while. I didn't do porn. 
that's not true. I ran porn websites for a while. That's how I made my first living when I was 18 and 19. I started some of the first uh, pay porn websites on the internet and did quite well with that. And then I was a Christian, so I felt all guilty for it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go to hell if I keep running these porn sites. So I literally didn't even sell my porn sites. I shut them down, even though they were worth millions of dollars. I literally shut my porn sites that were worth millions of dollars down. Because I felt guilty about it as a Christian. I thought, well, God provided this money for me. For me, He will obviously provide some other opportunity for me, so I don't have to really worry about it because I'm God's special chosen person. So I can just give this men's and ours away and just give it up, and I'll be fine. Apparently, God had another uh, choice in mind because that didn't happen. But anyway, so I was a professional gamer for a little while, and when I say professional gamer, I make it sound much more cool than it is. I actually played, uh, competitively, I played a game called Tribes which is like a first-person shooter. It's one of the first-person shooters that a lot of these games got their uh, style from these days. It was like a forerunner of a lot of this shit. And I played competitively in a tribe that was called the Zulu Tribe. I didn't make money doing that, but I did play professionally. But I actually did make money playing games. Um, I played like games like Ashran's Call and EverQuest and uh, all these online MMORPGs. And I would like sell items and gold and game. And I made like one year, I made like $30,000 doing that. So... I say that it makes me a professional gamer because I got paid doing it, even though that's not traditionally what you'd think about as a professional gamer. But anyway, you guys know me. I like to fucking keep up with the latest drama and shit. That's kind of my thing. I think it's entertaining to bring you guys the latest drama. And I've tried to keep up with the latest drama in the gaming community, but I, this is why I don't cover it, because I do not get it. I am just out of the loop, and none of these words mean anything to me. So this is the latest drama in the gaming community. So, Pro Jared cheated on his wife, Holly, who used to be married to Ross from Game Grumps, and discussed it in a stream, and Peanut Butter Gamer defended him, but no one in Normal Boots clan defended John Tron when he spouted some race realism talking points, so therefore, yeah, wait, what, like, I guess these words mean something to somebody, but they don't mean anything to me, these are just, like, words in a random order, so yeah, this is why I don't cover gaming drama but if any of these words mean anything to you people then then this is what's happening in the gaming community don't get it don't care not gonna try and uh this is a preacher guy who said that god brings national disasters to punish gays and guess what his home was destroyed in a natural disaster so what that means gay obviously this guy's gay as hell always happens the ones who usually speak out against gays the strongest wants the dicks the most so they like that woman on the fucking subway. Whip it out. I suck the shit out of that dick. You don't even know. I'm a chicken head. I'm a geek. I will suck it. Whip it out. Yep, that guy wants to have a dick in his mouth. Obviously tell. No doubt about it. Stop running from the dick. Submit to it. No, you want it. I'll read one more. I'll read the super chats. Let's see here. What we got here? Oh, God. Tim Pool. Tim Tool. I hate to call him that because I know that's kind of uh, childish, but goddamn this guy. This is a guy that pretends to be a liberal, and I don't know how anybody could fucking believe that this guy is a fucking liberal. I guess the same people that believe Carl Benjamin was a liberal, or used to be a liberal, doing the same shit. But anyway, in an interview yesterday with far-right evangel- far right evangelist, evangelist, I guess I hard to pronounce that word, talking's hard, far-right evangelist Tim Pool claimed to be a liberal critic of the left. Right. Tim works with white nationalist Lauren Southern and Gavin McInnes. His entire YouTube channel is conservative clickbait. Here's a bad faith mouthpiece for the right. And here's him with uh, John Stonsel, another right-wing uh, douchebag Fox News guy who's basically giving him uh, airtime because he is right-wing also. And he's trying to give right-wingers airtime to, you know, because that's what they do. They, they help each other out and get, make each other money. And so he's like... 
like me, who was a supporter of Bernie Sanders. But now you're most but now you're mostly criticizing the left. The left shows up with torches and burns free speech signs. Yes, it's the left who shows up with torches, isn't it? Hmm. Who was most famous for showing up with torches? Let me think about that. Is it the left? Mm, yeah, that's true. Tim's absolutely right. Definitely the left who is known for showing up with torches. God, holy shit, how's this guy fans? Anyway, here's him with uh, Proud Boys Gavin McGinnis. Far-right Proud Boys, who is, uh, was the leader of this uh, right-wing gang, violent gang, goes out and beats people up. Yeah. And here's him with white nationalist Lauren Southern, who has the second most popular video about the white uh, genocide great replacement white nationalist conspiracy theory. Here's making videos with her. Ha ha ha. 380,000 views. Awesome company you're keeping there. Liberal temple. And uh, our generation is failing. Why Jordan Peterson is the remedy. Yep. Just like a good old liberal suggesting Jordan Peterson as the remedy for our failing society. We believe you, Tim. Definitely a liberal, aren't you? You keep up your liberal ways, Tim. Definitely don't see through you, just like we don't see through the fact that you wear that beanie everywhere because you're bald as fuck. And you're looking awfully thin in this picture right now with your 446,000 subscribers. Maybe you should pick a more modern picture where you don't, where you look, because uh, I mean, you look a little different now, don't you? Look a little bit, I can't really talk, but you're a little bit chubby chub now compared to this, right? That's an old picture, right, Tim? New picture for you, Tim. That's all I'm saying. Truth in advertising, Tim. Come on, get with it. And let me stop to read the super chats real quick. Super chats. That is not the super chat. Super Jets. All right. Um, let's see. Be still well. Maybe stop being such a jerk and try being funny. Pro tip. I don't know if you're talking to me. I'm assuming you're talking to somebody else. Dusty, I appreciate you. Yeah, you're talking about whoever I was talking about before. I'm not really sure because I didn't get it in order. But I agree. You gave me money, so I agree with you. That's how that works. Uh, Saku Zila says, what's your thoughts on atheist cringe? Like an SJ anti-HW cringe version of an atheist video? Uh... If I had the material to work with, I would make that video, but I don't think I have enough material to that yet, so I'll have to look into that. $5 for the chemist playing plants versus zombies. You know what? I actually, I bought yesterday, I bought Diablo 3. Somehow I missed it the first time it came out. I didn't play it. I played Diablo 2 and Diablo 1, but I never fucking played Diablo 3. And so I've been playing Borderlands. I actually went back and I played Borderlands 1 again after I beat Borderlands 2 for like the 10th time and Borderlands the pre-sequel for like the 10th time. I went back and beat Borderlands 1 again. I love those games. And so I was like, what is another game kind of like this? And it's not really like that, but Diablo 3 was the one that they recommended, so I went and got that. And I'm actually having a lot of fun. As soon as I get done with this show, I'm going to go play again. Uh, got me a little wizard going, kicking ass, so that's a fun game. So, uh, Planet vs. Zombie is pretty cool. Thanks for the donation. Appreciate it. Jordan Peterson was dressed like he's beefing with Al Capone in the Chicago outfit. I know, right? Looks like he's going to get gunned down in the streets with a Tommy gun any second now. What was you thinking? Oh, no, babes, don't do that. And $7 for the one bun gay... FTM, transgender, long-time years fan here. It's my 32nd birthday tomorrow. Have a pair of tree fitties for the kitties. Love your work, man. Thanks. Hey, I appreciate that. The one. Happy birthday to you, 32nd. You're, in, you're entering your sexual prime. So get out there and get you some. Hell yeah. All about that. Thank you for donation. Appreciate it. This is your last chance to get the Super Chats in. Please support the goddamn show. I hate begging for the Super Chats, but I gotta beg for the Super Chats. Otherwise, I can't do the show anymore. So your last chance to get your Super Chats in. Think about supporting the show. Really helps. No questions dodged. And uh, this was fucking hilarious. Let's see if you guys noticed. Well, you probably will because it's going to say so right in the chat. But before you go, maybe you guys won't read it before I click on it. Uh, come on. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, what the fuck? 
this is just a picture of the video, not the video. Okay, here's the video, maybe. Is this the video? Yep, yeah, okay. Let's watch the video instead, instead of the picture. No, that's something else. God damn it, where's the fucking video? Oh, God. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> what was hilarious? He's talking... <laughs> He's talking about socialism and how the de Democrats are promising everybody everything and everything's for free. It's not free. It's buying votes if you look at it. And the funny thing is, this guy's eating 10 eggs. I counted them. There's 10 fucking eggs on this guy's plate. What are you doing, dude? Are you trying to have a heart attack eating 10 eggs? Goddamn on Fox News? That's some crazy ass shit, yo. Where is that video? I wanted to show you how stupid this motherfucker was and what he said. Fail. Fail. Dusty failed miserably because you're stupid as shit. Should have done better before you got on air. Oh, well. You guys get the gist of it. Ignorant dumb shit talking about buying votes. You know, like the corporations who give huge, huge, huge donations to all these conservative politicians. Not just conservative, but primarily conservative politicians. Aren't actually buying the votes, the people that actually matter. The congressmen who vote on the bills and stuff that affects all our lives. They're the ones really buying the fucking votes. I think socialism or Democrats are buying votes are just fucking stupid as shit, right? And uh, more Tim Blake. I like Tim Blake. You guys know Tim Blake? He's one of my co-hosts on the Gotcha Boys. We were doing the fucking Gotcha Boys for a little while. Cool dude from New Zealand. And, uh, oh, yeah, this is hilarious. This is the largest free paper in the world, actually. And this is what they had to say about Carl. Carl of AK, Carl of A-Kid. Sorry, going to A-Kid. Funny as fuck. Uh, here we go. Largest free paper in the world. First, they're fawning over the new royal baby. Welcome to the club, Harry. And then police probe value kipper rape threat. Sick video made MP burst out crying in the street. Holy shit, it's so funny to watch the largest free free paper on the earth cover Carl Benjamin and cover him in this way. What a shit show it's all turned into, but fun as fuck to watch. And uh, did you guys know that calling out racism is the real racism? You guys might remember that I uh, shared this video where these two guys, I guess it's in Germany, this uh, Asian vlogger was just filming and these two guys ran up, started doing the slant eyes to make fun of her. And people were like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? Who does that? That's racist as fuck. Well, then you know. And here we go. For me, it's not racist. It was actually funny as fuck. To leftists and liberals, it's racist. Fuck liberals. They make the world racist. Yep. It's us calling out the fact that this is racist, that it's actually racist. See, this is not racist at all. This is funny. And you seeing it as racist is actually the racism. It's us that are the problem, not them. <laughs> no, motherfucker. That is racist as fuck. You guys are ignorant as shit. Don't be that way. You are an example. Everybody should make. We should make an example out of you. So you fucking are an example for everybody not to behave that way. Did you guys know? that Dave Rubin looks exactly like the Joker, but not the cool Joker. Not need the cool Jokers from the new movies, but the lame-ass old Joker. Like, what the fuck is wrong with his face, dude? Did he have plastic surgery? Like, how is this even happening here? Like, where did they get a load of me? I don't want to get a load of you, dude. Wish we could stop getting a load of you. I guess I could cover you. I guess I'm kind of a hypocrite. And the last story of the night. We're already oh, three hours exactly in. Timed it fucking perfectly. You go, Dusty. And never forget. We won't forget Divine. I believe that's Divine. You go, girl. You did right. You saw that he was a piece of shit for the rest of us and making face at him. And awesome. This should go into the archives. This should go into, like, the National Archives. One of the most important pictures ever taken. Snarling at this fucking dickhead. She knew it before all of us. Love you, girl. Appreciate you. And let's see if we have any snap super chats before we finish up here. Let's see. For Paper Towns Computers, $5 on computer. Thank you very much. That is very, very 
generous of you. Be still with $2. Thank you very much. Uh, do you want isolations for left versus alt right? Do I want isolationism? Um, I don't think that they need to be platformed everywhere. So I don't have a problem. Like they can have their own platforms. I don't believe that I have to have an alt right person on my show. I don't believe I have to give them my platform to research what they say and to make fun of them with what they say and to call them out. So if that's isolationism, then sure, I'm all for that. Why not? They don't have to have my megaphone. If I'm standing on the street corner, and I'm using my megaphone to scream at people, and somebody who is a racist asshole walks up and starts screaming next to me. I do not have to hand them my megaphone to scream at people. I don't have to fucking platform them. They have their own platform. They're completely fine. And me not platforming them doesn't impede upon their free speech whatsoever. So that's my opinion on that. For 499 for Hones Buckler. First time I laughed for a burned down house. Hooray! Yep. Schadenfreude, that's where you get pleasure out of other people's pain and misery. And I usually don't like to do Schadenfreude, but occasionally it's fun as fuck, isn't it? All right, well, that's it. That is all the Super Chats. I definitely appreciate it. You guys are awesome to me, as always. Love you guys. If you want to support the show, please consider supporting my Patreon. See if you might support the Patreon when the show is going on. There'll be a link on it. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I would do it. Still at 320. There'll be a link on it in the description of the video as soon as this is up. And as always, if you guys will please go leave nice comments on the video when it's up. It'll be up in about 10 minutes after the show ends. And uh, maybe leave a thumbs up. Like would be great. And if you like the show, please consider sharing the show with people. I think I'm putting out a pretty good podcast, a pretty unique podcast. I don't think very many people are doing what I'm doing, picking out 50 different topics and doing a very rapid, fast-paced podcast that's covering the uh, anti-HW movement and the conservatives like I'm doing. I think it's a worthy podcast, so please consider sharing the podcast with your friends, letting people know that the podcast is available out there. Word of mouth is the best way to spread this. And also, as always, kind words are a form of currency. Please share them freely. Most of the shit I get about this show is shit. I get mostly criticized for doing this show because people are more, more likely to say negative things than positive things. That's just the way people are. So if you guys will say positive things about me, let me know you like the show. That's very encouraging for me to keep going. And I go back and I watch all of the chats live. So everything you put in the chat, I will see eventually so that's it for the show guys i really appreciate it i love you guys thank you so much for supporting me i will be back monday i'm gonna stick at the same time i'm not gonna move the time up yet i'm still considering moving the time up to 6 p.m but i'm not gonna do it yet i'm still uh trying to figure it out so it'll be normal time next monday 8 p.m central 9 eastern i'll see you guys then i love you guys thanks so much for joining me and as always till next time logic fuck yes I will see you guys soon. Thanks, dudes. Really appreciate it.